0: All right. We have James Davis, Elaine Lancaster. Very, very
1: popular. You've made your way. Thank you for being and I really appreciate
2: it. You're welcome. How are you, Tommy?
1: I'm very good. So if pe- for people that don't know, if they're possibly living in a cave, explain a little bit about yourself and tell everybody who you are.
2: Well, I am a professional female impersonator, drag queen. A man in a dress. What do you want to call me? Chick with a dick. <laughs> 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 what do you want to say? Cock with a... What the cock in a frog. Um, I've been doing drag professionally since 1997. But I um, used to do it periodically playing before I moved to Miami Beach. Um, and just got into it full time just by moving here. And um, I came here in 97 to work for the Versace family. And Johnny was murdered the day I arrived. July 15th, 1997. So... It all ended with a gunshot, so they say. And the following Wednesday, Maxwell Blandford, who, um, well, the club Warsaw Ballroom was having a big memorial party for him. And I thought, what a, what better way to go and celebrate the man and his memory than going in drag and having fun? So I got in drag and I got to the club, and they have a lobby. When you walk into the lobby, and the general manager was standing there, and he goes, "Oh my God, who are you?" I said, "I'm Elaine Lancaster. I'm new in town." And he, that's how he said, he real thick Southern accent. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Oh my God, do you want to work for me?" I said, "Sure, doing what?" He goes, "MCing the amateur strip contest every Wednesday night." <laughs> I said, "Of course I do." So I started working there, and the rest of this history. Everywhere I started getting jobs one after the other, and reoccurring jobs that were like set every Thursday. Come here, everything. So I sometimes I'd work Wednesday, two jobs. After I'd get off there at one o'clock, I'd go work at another club until four or five in the morning. And I'd get paid in cash. And so I saved all my money because I knew one day it would, the flow of cash would stop. And I bought a building on the in the mainland, right on Biscayne Boulevard. And so um, I was a smart little drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Like like you say in one of your articles, people probably think like, you're an idiot.
2: But well, you're not an idiot. I am an idiot to, to a degree. I mean, but I'm a good idiot.
1: But, you know, like the standard would be like, oh. oh, there's no brains there.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, drag can be a superficial business, and it is a su- superficial superficial business. But look at Dolly Parton. Her business is superficial. Super- and she's the smartest, smartest woman in business. How about her, huh? How about her?
1: What, amazing. 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 Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into how you got to where you're at with this Trump thing, how did the whole Trump thing oh. all, all get incorporated into Elaine? Well, that, that also caused you a lot of shit.
2: It did. It still it, is, right? It, well, I mean, yes and no. Um, you know, you think about being the captain of your own ship. You have to learn how to adjust the sails. So if the wind is not coming to provide you with the get up and go from a certain direction, you adjust the sails and go another direction. Um, I just, when Trump announced, I mean, I, I became... Friendly with Trump. I don't want to say friends because we're not friends, but friendly. He, I used to do events for Ocean Drive magazine, and Trump would always come to the to the events. And he'd bring Ma, uh, Melania, then his girlfriend, and so he'd say hi. We'd say hi, and you know people would say don't ask to shake his hand. He doesn't shake hands. So I'd sit there and nod my head. How are you? How are you? Like. Da, 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 da. Well, then, Dennis Rodman, who has been a friend of mine for a very, very, very long time, since I was 17 years old. Wow, that's a long time. Yes, before he was actually a baseball player. A basketball player, really. (laughs) His sister, Deborah Uh and I were friends. So, anyway, um, Dennis uh, invited me to come to be his date on A Celebrity Apprentice uh, in New York. And I got into big high drag and it was a lot of fun and i'm standing in the green room with all the celebrities and all of that are back there waiting to you know for the show to begin and the only one i really cared to talk to was john rivers i just worship john rivers and she was it's hard a, to
1: interrupt you did you get to talk to her i did because i really liked her oh, how cool was she in person
2: so cool and nice so cool. Right?
1: oh i've never heard one bad thing about the woman. no no no
2: she was she oh she did so many wonderful things what in her shame. life yeah so anyway um she had already won she had won uh her season, and she was helping out. She was on the panel. So um, Dennis is there, and, and I'm standing there, and everybody's looking over at me, and I thought, well, I know I look good, but what's going on? <laughs> and so I hear out of my right ear, Elaine, you look pretty this evening. That was that was President Trump, well, then Donald Trump. And I turn oh, thank you. And then he said he liked my pearls. So I had these real big pearls on And so that was sort of it. And I told Dennis that night, we went to Cipriani, all of us, the after party. And I said to him, I said, if that man really decides to run for president one day, he's going to win. Dennis goes, he's not going to run. And you called, and what year was that? I think it was 2015 or 14. I don't know. I have to look at my phone. And you just, you had the instinct. (laughs) Well, you know, know, you just know, I mean, listen, the man's very charismatic. He's always been politically uh, astute. And he, I mean, he's always, when he did that interview with Ronald Barrett, do you remember that interview? And mm-hmm. she was, she was, why don't you run Donald? And he went on Oprah. Why don't you run Donald? And he says, well, I would never really run unless nobody else stepped up to, to do it. And so I knew the day he came down that golden escalator that he was going to win. He was going to go all the way. And the Democrats were so stupid, trying to make it, make him into a joke. They got him all this billions of dollars in free press. And so, um, as the story goes, I mean, the rest is history. And, I mean, you know, I went on CNN thinking that, oh, gay people are very progressive. You know, I'm progressive in so many ways. I'm also very conservative in so many ways, believe it or not. But um, I'm socially progressive. I think that everybody should be entitled to the same rights and be able to do the same things. But I think that the government should be conservative, that they should financially, fiscally be restrictive. At any rate, so... When I went on there, I just told my truth as it was, and just said, you know, this is what I believe. And before I got off the show, you there was huge shit. campaigns online having me having <laughs> me canceled before there was such a thing, right? And so the places that I had worked and stuff that where I was making, you know, good money and stuff, but everything happens for a reason. And I knew in my heart of hearts. The, the, the sun is not always going to shine down on you and when it comes to drag. Because the, the gay community can be very vicious, without question. And the drag community can be even worse. Imagine that. So uh, I'd always saved my money knowing that one day the sun was not going to be shining. The rain would set in. And so as a result of that, I was fine. But... Um, you know people go, "Oh, you you never can do drag." Again. I said, "I oh, really mean I never can do drag again. I can get in drag and go wherever I want. No one can stop me. I don't like to get into drag unless it is a business situation. It doesn't give me I don't get thrills from it. You know, it's not like
1: Yeah, yeah. and and you say in many interviews that you're an actor. Elaine is the actor. James is you. Elaine Lancaster is an
2: actor. Right. It's the character I create.
1: Right, just like uh, with Hudson, with Katie Hudson, right? right? Her her boy asked you, hey, is that a a girl or a boy? And you said, hey, I'm just like your mommy. I'm an actor. Right. And I, I think, you know, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know you thought like that. And if you don't really read about you, you would never think it. You right. know, you would think, wow, this is really Elaine Lancaster. But really, Elaine Lancaster is the, the vehicle to move kind of like the product, right, it's, in a way? Without a doubt. And, and that's what it is. And people don't
2: know that and get it. Well, you know, it is a character, and I, um, have you ever heard of the book called Hollywood Wives by Jackie Collins? Yeah, that's where you got the name, That's right? where I got the name, yes. So I, um, this is in the 80s, and I was living in Key West, Florida. I had taken a semester off from the University of Kansas, and uh, this is before cell phones. And so I would keep in touch with my friends, you know, through the landline, which is was only that or a pay phone. And, um, uh, my friend Charles told me, he goes, have you heard of, um, The Hollywood Wives, and I said, "No, I haven't." He goes, "It's a book, but this miniseries starts this Sunday. You've got to watch it." So I tuned in, and there was these fabulous characters: one was named Elaine Conti, and one was Karen Lancaster. And I took the two and made one. What was
1: it about those characters that really stuck? (gasps) Well,
2: one of them was a southern little. She was so naive and so pretty, and she came to Hollywood. And before men could have a chance to take advantage of her, some big Hollywood producer snatched her up and married her. And so it protected her in so many ways. And another one uh, was a very hardened Hollywood wife who um, just, she just had issues, <laughs> so, to, so to speak. And so, you know, no one's perfect. And uh, so I just took the two and made one. And uh, because, I mean, when I first started doing drag, I, mean, I people I would go at an inner drag pack contest and they would tell me, you're not a woman? And this is at gay bars. I was young, you know, I said, No, no, man, and I'd show them they're like, You look like a woman, <laughs> You're like, You're a woman. and I mean, I've, and I've always been so tall. I mean, I grew four and a half inches in one year. How tall are you? You are, I'm six, tall. Two. I'm six yeah. two, yeah. I just want
1: to be six foot, six. five, ten, and I'd be cool. <laughs>
2: How tall are you? Five, nine, five, nine, okay, five, well, eight, five eight, but five, eight. nine, up, <laughs> Rob. Nobody asked you, <laughs> so anyway, I, um, I just. I just just always have been very very fortunate and I think that um just putting out authenticity and being being who you are cuz I've always thought that, you know I've I've educated so many people along the way just by being me not with words but with actions just be yourself and people can say mm. and so I thought that's how I was able to open the doors to these charities in South Florida and become the MC for the charities uh, I've been many many you know top charities over the years Some repeatedly, and I became the white party hostess for, I was the host for 19 years in Miami, Miami Beach, Um, and then uh, the host for an MC for the main stage for Gay Pride for five years, and then once all this came out, no more.
1: What, what was it that was said or interviewed? It? Was this all from CNN? Just that one it time was on just, CNN, that's what it, well,
2: sparked this whole, let's yeah. go after Elaine? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was out to destroy Elaine. This episode is
1: brought to you by Let's Get Checked. I want to talk to you guys out there who are putting time into the gym but aren't seeing the results you want. Before you think about a new supplement, diet or routine, I want to talk to you about your testosterone. And yes, low testosterone is more common the older you get, but it can affect men at any age. So let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. They're a worldwide leader at home testing kits and their male hormone test kits lets you easily test your hormone levels at home. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in a discreet packaging with next day delivery. Once your sample arrives, confidential results will be available in your secure online account within two to five days. So if you want to test your hormone levels without having to leave your home, visit trylgc.com MSCS. Special offer for MSCS media viewers. Use promo code MSES to get 30% off your test. Look in the description below, link is at the top. This episode is brought to you by Aurora. Do you know what the fastest growing crime in America is? For years, this crime rate has been surging and affecting millions of Americans. I'm talking about identity theft, and there's a new victim every 14 seconds. That's why I'm excited to partner with Aurora, who is sponsoring this video. Aurora is identity theft protection, fraud monitoring, a VPN, password management, and antivirus software all combined into one easy-to-use app. Aurora monitors the dark web for your emails, passwords, and social security numbers and sends alerts fast, right to your phone and email. Don't put your family at risk. Try Aurora for free for two weeks and see if your personal identifiable information has leaked to the dark web. Start your free trial at https colon backslash backslash a-u-r-a dot com backslash mscs link is in the description below
2: there you know there's a lot of people who are jealous of my successes which i understood and i and i tried to always be inclusive with people um but the thing was it's not that i was you know let's say so much better than they were at my profession it's i was more responsible someone said be here at this time i would show up at that time and i was ready they would be two hours late wouldn't get called back to work again, and they wanted to know why. Well, why ask why? You're the one, look no further than the mirror. Get your, I'd say, take your nose off that mirror. And, and get your ass in And there. get your job. yeah, do your yeah. thing. Go read Machiavelli the Prince. You ever read that book? I have not.
1: Okay, well, one of the biggest things in the book is availability. Now, it's like written in the 1700s. Sure. But it applies to today. And one of the biggest things in that book is availability. So when, when he's a leader in war, mm-hmm he was the top leader and better than any other leader because he was always available. So like you're saying, you were always on time. When you got called, you're on time, you do a good job, you're always available. Even if you can't do the show or event, they know that you're going to answer or text back and say- I can't do it this time, but I can do it next time.
2: Always. Listen, I, I mean, I, I've been representatives for liquor brands. I've been the face for Stolish and I in South Florida, which I made tons and tons of money doing that. Congratulations. And I only had to do eight events, eight appearances for that. I mean, it was enough to buy a house. Really? Yeah. So um, it was a really, really good thing. It was, it was in conjunction with the gay community. But the thing is, those people, those networks that I made in the liquor community then said, oh, you want to do something for for this wine that we're promoting or this we're promoting? Of course, it wasn't the same um, amount of money, but I still, you know, I did it. And then they would call me sometimes and say, listen, the person we've hooked, hired, is not shown up. Can you be here? I said, give me an hour. And I'd throw my face on real quickly. And I'd do the rest when I got there. Bam. You know, and they were like so thankful. So I, I created goodwill with all these people, and um, I mean, people. There's nobody who can say anything bad about me as far as my work ethic whatsoever, or as my character. They can just say that we don't like the way Lank thinks politics, her politics.
1: But you know, like I looked everywhere trying to find that one bang that ha- that they just attacked you, and I I could not find like. W- when what like when did you notice it like?
2: Oh my God! It was a floodgate the, the very next day
1: after the CNN thing. Oh yeah. Oh so that that's what set it off. Oh every off. bit of yes a downward spiral. Oh yeah. There.
2: And then they, they started uh, making up stuff, saying, "Oh well, I knew she had to be a racist mm-hmm. because she's from the South. Well, I knew she had to be a racist. Oh, they pulled the racist. Oh yeah, because she supports you support Trump. Listen, you can call me whatever you want. I don't care what you think. I know who I am, and everybody who knows me knows who I am. I don't defend myself over that. If you want to call me a racist, fine. You call me a racist. If you want to call me this, call me that. It doesn't matter. You don't define me. I define who I am. Good for you. Through Why my, do they always go to race? Because, because they think that it is kryptonite, that it can cripple and penalize or paralyze you. It does not. It does not. Hey, listen, I think everybody should just just say, oh, yeah, I'm a white supremacist because I'm white. Or oh, Yes, I'm a racist because then they have no power over you. Hmm. It's like, you know, my friends, my black friends use the N-word. If I was to use the N-word, which I don't want to, but I would, they would, uh, how could dare you say that? But what gives you the right to say the N-word? The N-word. And then, you know, I don't think anybody should be able to, or anybody should use it, but if you, anybody wants to, they can. You'd never tell anybody what they can and cannot do, you know? allow people to be people allow people to make mistakes ask people for forgiveness if it's offended someone i've been called faggot all so many times it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me at all you can call me whatever you want to call me in fact i mean it doesn't even remotely call me bother me well it's free speech right Well, i mean it's whatever it's, it's just a, it's, it's just how a, people communicate exactly you know you know you can just say whatever you want to say i don't care
3: but that's the that's the way you have the right idea because Tough skin, we talk about all the time on the show, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I teach my kids just tough skin. Yeah. You're going to go through life. People are going to say stuff about you. are fat. You're ugly. You got pimples on your face, big ears. You're right. I do. You're
2: right. Sticks I, and I stones. Do. Whatever. I you know who
1: played that card perfectly? Exactly what you're talking about. Johnny Depp. He goes on that stand. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did coke. Yeah, I drink in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, I go party. So then, when her lawyers come, what? There's he, no crime. He threw out, like, while, exactly, but, your, yeah. you, know, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. he threw out everything bad about himself you could try to hit him with. Sure. Kind of like you're saying. You know what I mean? Look, this is me. I am who I am. You could say whatever you want. You already know. You know, and, and that's what Johnny Depp did. Exactly. <laughs> did for him.
2: Hours. You know, I, and I haven't seen any of that, that footage. I saw some stuff, like, clips and, that was on one of the social media sites. And um, I just felt so sorry for her because she's, she's such a fool. You know, the, the the audio footage that they had with him saying, or her saying, who's going to believe you? You're a white man. No one's going to believe you. I think she's blowing
1: coke. You see? They said she keeps she was. going yeah, like yeah,
3: this. Yeah.
2: A- she keeps going like but that.
3: how did she do how,
2: Do you really believe she was doing that on the stand?
3: It was weird. The video
2: was like, you saw her go like this. Well, she's quite clever. And Remember, so she's like, an actor. And then she, you know, so started- Well, I know, but, you know, sometimes, you know, they call it the South Beach Sniffles or whatever, but sometimes, legitimately, people do have... Have a... adverse effects to medication. Maybe she's on some type of, who knows? Who knows? But they said she was pushing the snot back up in her nose. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? 50
1: 50, right? Who are we to judge? We but one thing's for sure, I, you might not have said, her lawyer asked her, her lawyer asked Johnny Depp a question, and then her own lawyer objects to his own question. I know. Then they pull out the makeup, and the makeup that she says she used to cover up her face when he supposedly hit her or whatever. Uh. That makeup wasn't even made then. So the makeup company comes out and says, oh, we didn't even exist at this time period. And that's for lawyers that who knows how she's much such, she paid for that. She's
2: such an idiot. So uh, They're idiots too, obviously. Yeah,
1: kind of bad lawyers. But, you know, but I'll tell you what, whenever you put on the news, oh, there's a bomb going off in Ukraine. Oh, Johnny Depp's on, boom, over oh, to yeah. Johnny Depp. <laughs> exactly. Now, do you think they did that so that they could avoid you notice that they went away from the war, they went away from the border, they went, they went away from a lot of stuff that's going on that would make Biden look bad, like Johnny Depp. That, that was a gift from God from him for Biden, mm-hmm. for the Johnny Depp case. Well, listen,
2: it, it's, been, it's been nothing but COVID, COVID, COVID for what, two and a half years? Yeah. And so when COVID began to become uh, more and more known to be pretty much a, a fraud that it's nothing more than a co- the common cold for a lot of people, unless you have, you know, comorb- comorbidities. Um, they had to find something else. So, what was came along, they wore is always a good thing for distraction. But um, I've listened, Biden, nobody has to make Biden look bad. He makes himself look bad. <laughs> I feel so sorry for him. I think that it's elder abuse, and I think that his wife and his family, they have no credibility, obviously, because they don't care about him, but they should get him off of there and say, so, you know what? Daddy, live your last days out in the sun.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, ju- this is just my opinion. As crooked as he is, yeah, and the whole situation, and he's one dirty person, oh, and sure. snake, and I can go on and destroying our country. But he's still a human, yeah. And you don't, you don't ever want to see a human fall apart in the public. You know what I mean? No, I don't no, 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 know. You know, it's <laughs> just sometimes
2: you do want to see somebody get what's coming to them.
1: You do. But I've, I, just like he's got grandkids. Yeah, you of know, course.
2: Anderson, and and he's he's losing. He doesn't even know what day. he's lost. It. I mean, yeah. it's going. It's just going to get worse. Right. But I mean, the thing is, is that look what's in line for to take his place. Someone who is there because she's black and because she's female. Yeah. I kind of.
1: I would. I hope he just toughs it out for two more years and just guesses the days. Well, I
2: hope not. I hope. That they, <laughs> have you seen Two Thousand Mules? Mm-mm. I you, about it. Yeah, I oh. Heard about that. What have well, you? Gotta, it well, oh, about it. it's Dinesh D'Souza's film, and it is exposes everything exactly how they stole the election. At, what's it called? 2,000 Mules.
1: 2,000
2: Mules. I'll have to watch that. It just came out. It's unbelievable. I watched it the other night. I'll send you the link. I have it. I bought it.
1: How, much, how, how bad do you think they suppressed that?
2: Oh, yeah. It's, it's being taken down <laughs> from everything now. But <laughs> no shocker. They, they um, triangulated. They built a fence, a cyber fence on the digital, not to get too depth, around these, um, these voting boxes that you put the voting um, ballot in. And um, you're only supposed to be able to do yours or if you have your your wife or your, your, an elder or someone else you're taking care of, you can also deposit theirs. But there were people who were going to 35 different um, voting booths in the same day depositing 10, 15 ballots. If you do that every single day from October to November, I mean, we're talking about tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of votes this way. And that's just different situation. And right? this is, yeah, these are just in key demographics, you know, where it's going to be close. These are the states where it's make or break for the presidency. And so it's just I mean, there's no way you don't have to be Alberta Einstein to figure out there's no way that man Bo Biden got more votes than Obama did.
1: How about that any other president exactly. that ever existed?
2: Exactly. They had to. They went a little bit too much. Well, they had to inflate the numbers more and more because Trump had gotten so many votes.
1: Yeah. They went a little bit too far with yeah. 80 million over. <laughs> I think they pushed. Hello. They, a little bit. They had too many printouts, right? <laughs> <laughs> what <do you> think, <laughs> too many dead guys they put, pulled up off. <laughs> the, the question the I always
3: have is, though, what do you think the answer to that is? Because I'm sure there's fraud that goes on on both sides. And then maybe not to the extent right we're talking about. But there's definitely fraud that goes on on both sides. So you have a mail-in ballot. We know what happens with that. We have the, you know, you had the hanging chads from years ago and all that good stuff. Digitally, is there a, is there a, but that could be hacked. Is there a way to do a a visual, a thumbprint? How do you fix it? Because I think you'll always have fraud no matter what. I think we should have,
2: I think we should have paper ballots and you should get a receipt when you, just like the grocery store. Here's your purchase. Here's your receipt. Walk out the door.
3: But do you think it should be like, is there access to like? I don't even know how to say it. Like, if you vote, he votes, I vote. That everyone can. See, I mean, you don't want to see who people voted for right, because that could be a big, big issue. Sure. But just if there was a question that they can go back and call you up and say, "Hey, did you vote for Donald Trump?" Be like, well, no, I didn't. And but then it has on there you did, and that's a way to. You would need knowing. I think the
1: only way that to really have it legit is. Physically, you have to go in. If you want to vote, you physically have to go in,
2: show your ID that matches- But ID, card. voter ID or ID to vote is racist. Didn't you know that? Oh, that's another one and now too. What an insult to- How the fuck is that racist? That, yeah, exactly. How? What an insult that is to the minority communities. And they have interviewed people and say, why do you think that- They should not have to show ID. They go, well, a lot of them don't know how to access a computer or have a computer or maybe have a car to go and get. Like, are you kidding me? I have friends from every walk of life. I don't know anybody, whether it be black, brown, white, whatever, who doesn't know how to get to the DMV or how to get, I mean, it's just, it's it's so ludicrous that they just think that, see, I think that's the thing with, with white liberals I think that they think that they have to take care of blacks because they don't think blacks are evolved as they are. I mean, that's really what how they're when they say things. They won't say it when you break it down like that, but you don't. Like I said, you don't have to be a psychologist to figure out what they're saying. It's it's really sad. I mean, you got. I go to some banks and to cash a check, they make you put your little index finger on a little ink pad and put your fingerprint on it to cash a check. Why can't you do that with a voting ba- ballot? i can't I bet you? If there's money there, everybody—if you have money
1: to get, right? Yeah, everybody that wants their money is going to go in there physically. They'll find a way. If they even if they have to ride a bike three miles, if there's a thousand dollars there, they'll ride a bike three miles and they'll go in, do the fingerprint, and do it. And unless you do it like that, I don't see how you can get the well, an- integrity back. And if you—and how in the hell they're—they're they're saying that it's racist because if you're in the a low-income area that you wouldn't have Wi-Fi, <clears throat> as if there's not a library to go to, or as if you can't walk wherever you walk now to go vote. That doesn't even make any sense. No, as if there's no white people in low-income areas. Oh my god! Or Spanish or whoever.
2: You know what the fuck? Everybody's mixed now too. I mean, everybody's. Yeah. I mean. Mixed. Oh, I, I'm now checking mixed on my. When people say, you know, what's the <laughs> that mixed.
3: But why isn't? <laughs> but, but why isn't that an option though too? Because my my kids are half Hispanic, half white. Uh, when I fill it out, what do I? What do they fill out? Why do Hispanic?
2: Well, you know, if you want to to be able to have access to things, you want to be seen like you are oppressed. So you say, oh, they're Hispanic. Hispanic. But I mean, I Isn't know that
1: crazy. Just thinking that you have to it's do crazy. That. It is. It is. It's,
2: uh, it, but it's conditioning. it's governmental conditioning to say that you know if you are like, how can Oprah Winfrey be considered to be oppressed? Mm. How can kamala harris be considered to be oppressed she's jamaican and indian she's not african and she's she's a black woman but i mean she's also equally an indian woman so which is it people play what they want to play i mean if i wanted to i could say oh you know i'm transgendered which which i'm not but if i wanted to to get some types of uh leg up in society somehow because it's the intersectionality. How oppressed are you? Well, if you're a white man, you don't have a word, so shut up. So they sit there and they now say about abortion, if you don't have a uterus, you don't have a vote. You can't say anything about a woman. Well, you wouldn't have a, a fetus in that vagina if it wasn't for a man. So whoever deposited that has a voice. And so they're now saying there's sex doesn't matter, that you know, men can have babies, So why can't men have a voice? So you have to, you know, the rules for radicals. You have to play, hold them accountable to the rules that they bestow on us or you. You have to throw it back in their face.
1: See, I think the the biggest problem with this whole movement. This is just my opinion, okay? Is if you're trans, if you're gay, whatever you are, Mm -hmm. you want to be normal, right? Like you want to be treated normal. Yes. Okay. But then when you are treated normal, and for instance, not me, I want to be treated
2: special. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, but that,
1: but I'm getting to that, I'm okay. getting to that point, but okay, so you want to be treated normal, okay, now you're normal, well now, if you want to be treated normal, and you go to a comedy show, and you sit in the front row, and you get made fun of, because of w- what whatever you, you are, whether yeah. you're straight, fat. gay, fat, trans, whatever whatever it may be, drag, if you sit in the front row, you've been crying how bad you want to be normal, now you're normal, but now but you don't want to be normal, you want to be treated special, sure. Exactly. And that's what all this shit is. Exactly right. Because now you're normal, right? But now if you go to a comedy show you're fair and you sitting in the front row, Yeah, you, fair game. Fair game. Anywhere else, if you're on social media, you're going to get made fun of, just like the fat guy got, does, just like the guy who gets Botox, me in the head. Okay, they break my balls in the comments about Botox, just like everybody else. But
2: I mean, can't. if you're a fat guy sitting on the front row and the comedian makes a fun about you standing at the buffet for four hours, what do you expect? Right. And But that won't be all over the news and yeah. won't be this. But if it's somebody else,
1: then it's a whole different ball game. And that's, in my opinion, that's where all this problems with this area is, is that they don't want to be normal. They want to be special. Yeah. Most of them. I don't want to speak for well, Just a lot yeah. of what you see. But when
2: you're talking, we're talking about 0.03% of the U.S. population is considered trans. Why is there such a huge... You know, focus on equality for trans Trans people to me the ones I know they don't want to be considered gay they don't want to be in the umbrella of gay they want to they the trans girls girls I know who still have their penis they say in their mind and they say out of their mouth to me I'm a heterosexual woman in the wrong body well good for you but the way the government works is, every alphabet, letter, letter letter, they add to that whole LGBTQ, they get more grant money from the federal government. So that's why it keeps expanding. Really? Oh yeah, that's how it works. I used to MC for one of the largest gay organizations in the country, and I we had a trans woman who was a former uh, Navy SEAL or something. I forget what her thing was. Army. Anyway. <clears throat> I had, I, they were saying she comes up she says my name is so she goes and I'm a woman and I just instinctly had the microphone on the on the MC of the night and I said I'm Elaine Lancaster and I'm a man. Of course the whole audience went oh how could you you're making fun of, I wasn't making fun or I was just that's just you know I the jokes on, on you nothing on me I am a man in a dress you know I have no desire I no I don't want to um. Have people just look at me. I mean, I want people to look at me and just think whatever they want to think. But don't be afraid to express yourself because, I mean, I always think that I'm a vessel for learning. I'm here to teach you one way or the other. Either teach you how to kiss or... <laughs> whatever. <Hey. laughs> whatever. Whatever it is, I'm here to teach you. A lot you. of different things possible. <laughs> that's right. Possible. That's me. I'm, just, I'm an open library book. <laughs> but that's you. Yeah. And you're allowed I know. to be you, right? Yes. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Well... I guess, according yeah. to some people, you're not. But, but you know, the thing is, I don't. I don't put more precedence over their beliefs than mine. Right. Like there's there's a song called um, I forget the name, of it, but the words are, "You didn't make me. You can't take it away from me. You didn't give it to me, so you can't take it away." Mm-hmm. It's called um, what's the name of? It? Anyway, I'll think of it in a minute. But it's it's a song where it's just talk about God. God gives you gave me this. You don't have the right to take it away from me. You can't take it away from me. It's called um, unspeakable joy. That's what it's called. The song. It's a fabulous song. It's a dance song, but it started out as a, I think as a Christian song that was turned into a dance song. But I used to do it all the time. Obviously, I remember every word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so wow! But you just blew my mind with that one.
2: But it's true. You know, if, if someone if someone doesn't give you something, how can they take it from you? Yeah, you had it before you met them. Mm-hmm. They didn't give it to you. They didn't give you permission to exist. That's the one thing how I think I rose to the top so quickly is because. I used to ask in in Dallas when I used to do amateur contest. I used to ask the other queen, "Oh, do you mind this one?" And they would try to hold me back, and I let them. I gave them power. I was giving them over my power. So when I came to Miami Beach, I said, "I'm not going to ask anybody for a damn thing. Nobody's going to tell me what I can and cannot do. I'm not asking anyone's permission to exist." And the moment I did that, bam, 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 just went went right to the top. Went right to the top and didn't look back.
1: And you, all, you also have, just in however long it's been, you you have a great attitude. You know, you, you don't care. You're you. You do your thing. And I think if everybody else followed the way you do things, th- this wouldn't be such I a big thing. <laughs> I, and, I, and I think Rob would agree with me because we've had the most alpha males in here you could imagine. Mm-hmm. And in reality, they don't give a fuck. They don't care if you're gay. They yeah, don't care not. if you're a drag. They don't care. They course. don't care. But don't come around and act and want to be treated special. Yeah. That's what I've, I've learned over the last 100 videos or whatever. The alpha of alpha mm-hmm. that you would think would hate you and, and you know, no, people know like that, they don't. Mm-hmm. But don't try to come into the first society ones. as that
2: you're this special thing where you're whatever. In my experience, those alpha males are the first ones who would stand up for you. Exactly. They will they will be there to defend and protect you. It's the ones, the soy boys or whatever, who are going to have the video camera and videotape what yeah. takes place. But they're not going to lift a finger to try to to defend you if you need defending. Um, so that that's why I've always migrated towards. I mean, I have two brothers who are, I guess you could say, alpha males, um, physically, mentally, everything about them. Uh, my father was the same way, but they're the most loving guys that I, you'd ever want to know. They but are. they're also don't f with them yeah don't you dare um, or else you you know it's not gonna be a very good day for you
1: and and I bet you they don't have any problem
2: with any of this Oh no of course not. When I was in high school I was always picked on but just barely because my older brother was a star football player in high school and everybody referred to him that's Larry's little brother. They never even knew my name. I was most of those guys that was always Larry's little brother. Don't mess with him, that's Larry's little brother. And all he would have to do is walk. My brother would just walk through and people were like,
0: he was so much bigger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know,
2: but he was, he was, I guess you could say a gentle giant, but uh, during lunch period, everybody would hang out with their little groups of friends and I'd come walking down in my red pants or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come over here. And I'd stand there with all the little cheerleaders and there nobody ever said a word.
1: Well, because they knew that your brother, yeah. uh, they had to deal with him at some yeah. point, right? I mean, he
2: could mess with me, but nobody else could.
1: Yep, that's good. Good brother, good for him. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you were, you're born in Alabama, but you grew up in Georgia, exactly. right? Exactly, yes. I can hear the Georgian, yeah. And maybe I was, the Alabama. I was
2: born in Dothan, but we lived in a little town called Hartford. Hartford did not have a hospital. Really? So we had a, my dad had to drive my mother to the nearest town, which was considered, the, I guess you could say, Bigger town. It was called Dothan. I was born in a flowers hospital. Uh, but we lived on a dirt road in Dothan, Alabama. I mean, Hartford, Alabama. You were
1: in the boonies, boonies. And it,
2: well, actually, we were, but we weren't. We had a dirt road, but it was like a neighborhood, if you want to say. There were houses around us. was <laughs> the boonies. And honey. the boonies. <laughs> and everyone got along. I mean, the highlight for us was we had a above-the-ground pool. We had a lot more because my father was in the farm machinery business, that he had disengaged the blade. We used it as a, like a goat cart. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a wagon, we pulled a wagon, but we were friends with everybody, and there were little poor white kids and little poor black kids, and we all just came together and played.
1: Were you really born into luxury?
2: Uh, Elaine was, not, not me. Uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Elaine was uh, Elaine always sought out luxury. Um, just because I have a, a, a refined taste, I think. And so I um, just automatically migrated toward it.
1: And then when you go to Georgia, when you leave Alabama and move to Georgia? I was five. At five. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: so then you, you grow up through
1: in Georgia. Now, mm-hmm. when, when did you realize that Elaine was going to be in the future at some point.
2: I had no idea. I always knew that I was going to be in the entertainment business because I love to do magic tricks and stuff. But I never realized that drag was going to be the vehicle to take me there.
1: When, when did you start to, to think that or get the idea? I,
2: I'd seen a drag queen when I went to the University of Kansas and I had seen a drag queen in the early 1980s when I had moved to Kansas City. Congratulations, by a Good University. Thank you. With my parents and um, my father, this is back in the day. I said, I'm not going. I'm not going to. I'm not going to Kansas. I'm not going there. And Daddy opened up the encyclopedia, and he opened it up. and He said, Look, they've got a shopping city.
1: I <laughs> oh, sold yeah, you on that one. Yeah, huh? he a
2: whole entire shopping city. They even have a Gucci.
1: Where do I sign up? <laughs> I said, They have a Gucci.
2: And so, do they have a Louis? No, they didn't. <laughs> ah. But they later on had a Sex with Avenue. They had Louis. So anyway. Uh, it, the, it's called the Country Club Plaza, and it's absolutely beautiful. And Kansas City, believe it or not, Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas, are so affluent. I mean, oh, yeah. there's tons of money there. It's quiet money, though. I mean, Russell Stover's chocolates, all kinds of... I mean, the people there have just got tons and tons of money, but you you would never know it, well, you'd do it from their houses, but not when you're talking to them or see them walking on the street. Like Mrs. Pfeiffer, a lady who I knew, she says, here in Kansas City, we wear our fur on the inside. Oh, shit. on the inside of the coat, you know. Yeah, yeah, because they don't want people yep. to see all the money. But they would when they would have events and stuff. I, I ended up waiting tables at the Ritz Carlton when I was in college. So I've to meet lots and lots of the wealthy people. Networking must have been monstrous. It was. Well, I really wasn't into it then, but you would just get to meet them, and I mean, all any kind of big production or anything that was coming through Kansas City. They all stayed there. So like, um, the guy, what's his name, um, the author Stephen King. He stayed there for like a month. Annie Lennox, the singer, she was on concert. She stayed there when she had just broken up with her, guess her boyfriend. And she came to the dining room one time and she requested me to bring room service to her. I said, I'm not a room service waiter. She goes, please. So when she ordered food, they asked me to come to the room service to take her food up. And when I got halfway down the hallway, I heard her sobbing, just crying. So every day I would take her food and she was just crying. She was in such pain. I met Michael Jackson there. Did he? yeah, he had on, Well, I knocked on the door and someone opens the door. He didn't hear the door open, I didn't hear the door. Open. And he's standing, there. he has a robe, he pulls his robe. Goes,
0: ah! Is that like that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he ran to the other room. I was like, oh. You're did, not allowed to ask for. Did photos. he moonwalk to the other room? No, he, ran. Ah. He, he darted. You're not allowed to ask for photographs, you're not asked for autographs. You just have to treat everybody like they're, you know, everyone yeah. else. But I mean, I met a I met Paul Newman, and what was his wife's name? Uh, he was married to, they were making that movie called Mr. and Mrs. Bridge, I believe. And they stayed there for, uh, Joanne Woodward. They stayed there for a um, couple months. Nicest people. I mean, I mean, all. What yeah. a job to have in college. It was good. Right. I, mean, I was just a you know regular dining room waiter. But I had to go through extensive training and then I did so well. I excelled. They asked me to be in the management training program. So that summer I got to go to the Ritz-Carlton Montalani, in Hawaii and open it.
0: Oh,
2: oh. And teach their waiters how to be waiters. And then we just, you know, got to go all over and do our thing. So I've always thought that that might be my future was going to be in hospitality. It was, but in another way. It was with, with <laughs> you know, instead of, <laughs> instead of an apron on, it's a wig on my head. <laughs> uh,
1: was, was your major in college hospitality?
2: No, it was business and was, American was, history.
1: What made you so, uh, love the camera so much?
2: I've always been a ham. I've always just, you know, loved attention and... um I think I've always loved more than anything, I'd like to entertain people. You know, I like to be able to make people smile and have a good... time Because it's not necessarily, honestly, about me. Because when I take it all off, I want it to, to be off. But I like to transform people. You know, have people sort of come along and have a good time. Because drag can be extremely, extremely entertaining. And it is. I love drag if it's done right. So... Um, I just, I've just did it. and I've did it very well, and um, so it's, it's been good to me.
1: Well, like you say, you know, humor fixes a lot of things. Oh, yeah. And that's when, when all this shit with Ch- uh, Chappelle and Will Smith and Chris Rock, h- him and I, and you know, our, our guy, we were like, man, I hope comedy doesn't change because you know, when you're having that bad day and everything's yeah. going wrong, you just want to laugh. You know, you know, get your mind out of everything, go to the improv or or rent a special and just laugh for an hour. There's nothing like laughing, yeah. You know, so when I saw that part of, kind of like the stick, mm-hmm. is also to make you laugh. Of course, you know? absolutely. And there's nothing better than laughing. It's the best.
2: And when you have all to... this
1: shit was going on with these idiots. I was like, oh, I hope they don't change. And
2: you know what so says that? I would hope a comic would never sit there and self-edit while their mother performing. Think, should I say this? Say it. Whatever it is, say it. I don't care who it is. I mean, like. Have you seen the Queens of Comedy? Uh, those those women who like all black women from who did it at Harlem at the at the Apollo Theater. I think it's called the Queens of Comedy. Yeah, the Queens of Comedy and the Kings of Comedy. That's some funny ass shit. Funny ass. Bernie
1: Mac. Oh yeah. And then they had the women, and you were like, you know, because oh. the men killed, and then the women came the women and came. fucking killed too. Absolutely. But I was, you know, but when somebody's jumping up on on a stage with a knife, yeah, you know, you might. You might start relooking at your material just naturally. I hope not. I don't. I don't think. Uh, sh- after talking to uh, David Lucas, who knows him, and mm. and uh, Rock, and everybody else, they don't. I, I know David I Lucas. Ain't change, like get, David David is he's like a he's like this big. Is he a comedian? Yeah, uh. yeah. He he runs with all those guys, and he wants somebody to run up. Well,
2: <clears> I wouldn't. You know, listen. The thing is, um, you don't want to have. Listen, the other day. You know, I had somebody that was trying to, to mess with me at a drive, not a drive through, but a walk-up thing. And the woman had not given me my complete order. She was shorted me one of the items. And this is for my workers. I was taking the food back to them. And the guy goes, Wait till I'm finished. I said, Sir, I just want to get my other. And he pushed me. <laughs> of course, my animal instinct went in, and my car was right there. I opened my hatchback up, and I got. My little bat like this is like this big round. It's got a metal pipe in it. I said, you want to touch me again? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Jesus. And that's what I'm saying. And I mean, I hated to have to go there. I said, I don't want to. Nobody wants But don't ever put your hands on somebody. That's how people get shot. Yep. And his wife comes out of her car and she pulls him away. I said, you need to talk to this guy. And because of the way
1: that they're handling our police, yeah. that's why this shit's just going out of hand. You, you have to be, you, you know. And you can't blame call, the police because when you're taking you their pay You can't blame away, the people either. And you can't blame the people either because they got free range now. Yeah. you know, And then you want to undercut the police and pay them less than what they're already getting paid when every day they're pulling somebody over and they don't know what they're going to get Well, into.
2: it's the Marxist, Marxist movement in America that is systematically trying to break down the American structure.
1: What's Marxist movement?
2: Marxist is um, people who want to do away with Christianity. They want to do away with the, with the nuclear family, with the mother and the father and the 2.3 children. They want to break down everything that makes America, America. We are the most idolized nation in the world. They're doing away now with the petrodollar, which is everything is bought for gases, and, and the, the the dollar, U.S. dollar. They're doing away with that. So now Russia's going to start selling China um oil fuel and if they do it's going to be paid for in the yuan which is the the Chinese currency that's going to make the US dollar tank mm-hmm. and so that's the whole thing if there was a smart government running this administration was running this government they would know what they know what's going on listen all you have to do is look at what he did the very first day he took office and he stopped Producing, taking away rights to pump and produce oil in certain areas, like um, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania for one, and they shut, you know shut down the the building of the Keystone Pipeline, and then Anwar, and said so no more pumping gas oil there. And so he it's the same thing he did in Afghanistan. He just pulled the rug out for the for the American people and just said the war's over. And you see what a debacle that was. How lives were lost how all those billions of dollars worth of equipment that they should. And he knew, because he said it before, him on video, the first thing you do is you get out, get the people out. Then you get the equipment out. And then the last thing to go is the military. You don't bring the military out first.
1: And leave $64 billion or... Was it billion or million? Right, billion million.
2: Bill, it was, So it was like what is he doing now? What is he doing now? He said, oh, we want to get away from fossil fuels. So what are they going to do? They're trying to... I don't care how much pain the American people have. They don't care about the American people. They could care less. All they care about is money. Money and power. Money,
1: power, and their agenda.
2: Exactly. That's it. And so is there's casualties of war along the way, so be it. So what they're doing is they're, they're trying to... You know, say we're going to go to gas... Uh, to, uh, electric power... But where does electricity come from? Coal power plants. Nuclear power plants. And um, what do you do with the battery when the battery dies? There's no there's no rent landfill. There's a there they go. But not only that. But the thing is, they talk about, oh, it's clean coal. Come on. Listen, let's wing the American people off of fossil fuels a little bit at a time. But that's not what their agenda is. They want to... Do it all at once like they did it in Afghanistan and now you're seeing people can't even get baby formula For their for their infants. Why is that they say oh, it's because it's not getting to market No
1: Well remember it's, costs, it's on the ship. It's on the ship. Yeah, remember now Yeah, it's still on the ship yeah, but it costs
2: but ship. it costs two thousand dollars to fill up your big rig yeah. your your 18-wheeler So how much do they have to charge to even make a profit? It's, it's just, I mean, all of this is by design. Mm-hmm. And anybody who thinks otherwise is a fool. This is not Putin's war, Putin's problem or Putin's economy. This is Joe Biden's economy. And he's done it by design. And, I mean, look at the numbers came out today. 8.3. If they're telling you that, you know it's got to be at least 12.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because the inflation numbers yes. came out today,
2: too. Yes. So, I mean, listen. That's what it is, 8.3. Audiences. That's what they said. But, yeah. you know... It, Gas, in essence, I was reading a thing today in the Wall Street Journal, and it was talking about if you figure this up, gas was two, $2.13 a gallon this time in 2020, two years ago. And then you take this and then you add in the inflation. It's actually a $200, a 200% increase in fuel cost. And there's a lot of families out there who live paycheck to paycheck. What do they have to cut out so that they can survive? Food? Medicine, they could have their an elderly parent living with them. It's a lot of things to take in consideration. I mean, I thank God every day. All I have is a cat, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. and, even, and even pet food is going through the roof. Yeah, everything if you can find it. So it's just really, it's really, really sad the way that that I'm surprised um that more people are not out on the streets, you know, protesting. Now, who do you think's calling the shots? Because you know it's not Biden because he doesn't. Oh, of it is. Well, I mean, you know. I I think that I think Obama is is the one who's the pup the puppeteer. Me too. Um, But also Susan Rice, who I cannot stand, um, for various reasons. But just they're all. It's a globalist. They don't care about. See the the beauty about Trump is America first. He wants Russia to be Russia first. He wants Japan to be Japan first. China be China first. Every nation should think about their people first and foremost, not just say, "Oh, you're a worker; That's all you are, you're dispensable." You know, work 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 and then die. Uh, he wants the America that I grew up idealizing and, and thinking was what the ideal of what America is is be the best that we can be. You know, we shouldn't have to say where we get our antibiotics from from China. Our antibiotics should be made and manufactured in the United States. Uh Our medications, like look what happens with COVID, we couldn't even get masks. Masks were in shortage, short supply, and the ones that were on boats coming from China, that China turned the boats around and took them away. So it's just, it's. I mean, that's why America First agenda to me is so important because I care about those who really don't know what to do. I mean, I have neighbors, I have relatives. I mean, I live in little, I live in little Haiti. You know, and those people, um, of course, it's gentrified a lot too, but the ones who are still there, you know, they don't know what to do. And I give them, I mean, they come over and ask me if they can have mangoes out of my yard. I say, take all you want, please take them. Yes. And you know how bad,
1: you, you know, when it's that bad when somebody's coming over and saying, hey, can I take some mangoes out of your yard in 2022, mm-hmm. you know? Like that's that's really, well, well, but
2: they, well, they did it in 2017. Oh, okay. well, but still, you missed that part. But, but you know, the thing is, they're coming more and more. And yeah. I was like, "Why don't you wait till they're fully ripe?" <laughs> you know, they're not even fully ripe yet, and they still want to take them. I said, "No, no, no, no just wait. wait, wait, wait. I'll get them for you." But the thing is, is that it's it's unfortunate. I mean, I employ these guys to work, you know, for me, and and I'm trying to get one of them to get, you know, his working papers and stuff. He's got a, a wife and two kids, and. um I just don't see how they do it, and those landlords where they live are such a holes that they are, you know, just raising the rent, knowing that you know you got nowhere else nowhere to go, and I feel so sorry for them. I just think sometimes I can look at people and say oh, it is unfair. You know, it's sort of because if, if you are uneducated, you have bad credit, you're the ones who end up paying more when it comes to just everyday necessities when I mean, you try to get a credit card or a home loan or a, motor, a car loan they're going to say well you got bad credit you're a high risk so we're going to give you a 23 percent car loan mm. and they have no other option but to take it but then what do you do you make
1: everybody equal you can't make everybody no no, no. Equal, the, you know?
2: i know you can't but there's got to be another way to i would think to i mean to have programs perhaps yeah to if you it's a, if the car is is for you know it's not your third car it's your primary car and it's for work they should have a, a program like they have you know HUD for and housing government subsidies I don't know I mean I tell you that it's I can't say that I'm one thing or another because I'm so complex I have views I'm so empathetic on so many things that I see and I know we're all humans and I mean if I could take care of you know a whole neighborhood I would. But the thing is it's just that um, I just think that it's, it', it the, the tables or the cards are stacked against, but it's those, but it's also people who have been you know negligent with their credit that gets these high credit, you know
1: yeah, it, it, it's a tough, tough situation overall as to what to do, how to, to clean it up. You want to hear something funny that I read? Mm-hmm. So they did a, a study with rats. Right, they put a bunch of rats in to see what they would do. And they gave them everything they wanted, all the food they wanted, all the sex that they wanted, everything that they wanted. And what ended up happening, and I and now pretend now we make everybody equal. Mm-hmm. Like we're all equal. You know, if I'm rich, I give to the poor. You know, so everybody's equal. So they did this study. They put all this shit in with these rats, everything they could ever want. And what ended up happening was they all started going into their little cults. You know, one was like the clean rats. They wanted to be clean all the time. They went there. This rat, you know, was angry. This one was the victim all the time. And they came in packs. And Mm. then they ended up killing each other. Every rat in there. And there was 100 rats in this study. Oh, wow. They all killed each other because they were all equal. So there was no progression. So it wasn't like only the strong survived. There there, There was no progression with, I forget the saying, but there was no progression without One man half or one person having to work to get to the top, sure. And if you don't, then this is where you are. If you make everybody equal, they end up killing each other because everybody's equal. And when you think about that and like process it, Mm -hmm. that's what would happen.
2: I think you mean like in society, you take up, yeah, yeah, all the time. The thing is, there is an absolute concerted effort to dumb down the American public without question. So instead of trying to elevate people, they want to bring other people down, take away these um, programs and schools for gifted children who are, you know, academically more accelerated. So they're going to do away with those programs because they don't think it's fair. Or they're going to say you're Japanese or you're Chinese or you're Asian. You cannot have a scholarship. You cannot get into Harvard because there are so many people who are less than you who deserve that spot. Well, if it's merit based, it should be regardless. You shouldn't have to put what color you are, what sex you are, on okay. an application. What are your SATs? What are your ACTs or whatever? And what are your you know extracurricular activities? And let's review it apples to apples.
1: Now, what's your opinion on them teaching young kids about sexuality in? what are they doing in
2: elementary school? It's pre-K. 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 To what 30? is your opinion on that? I think it's horrible. I don't think you should have talked about sex with anybody regardless of what, And that's the thing. It doesn't say what type of sex. It just says do not sexualize the children. People say, "Oh, don't say gay bill. It has nothing to do with being gay. You don't talk about sex to my kids." Isn't that's not that something that parents should do? That's my job as a parent. That's my job to talk to my kids when the time is right, when they start asking questions. I'm going to ask, you know, answer them and say not yet, next year, whatever in your head. But you don't sit there and say, "Well, my name is is, is Bruce," uh, but on the weekends, my name is uh, Barbara. I dress up like a woman. You know, uh, those things are fine outside the classroom, but y- you should you should not bring these things into to the the minds of children and start talking about sex. You just should not. I don't think of drag as sexual to me. I know that it is a sexual fetish to a lot of people and I have capitalized on that before when there was somebody who was so dadgum good looking. You're smart. I didn't have a
1: choice. Smart. <laughs> hey, baby, come on. <laughs>
0: but hey, what at, are you
2: going to at, do? At the, but at the same time, I don't believe that you should sexualize kids. I, th- I think it should be, you should, I think it should be higher. You shouldn't even, I think maybe fifth or sixth grade. I mean, I was just, I was a, I guess they could say a, a late bloomer, but, I just didn't I was just so naive. But
1: shouldn't school be to learn like our reading, history, writing, reading, arithmetic, writing so you can become yes, like every, this whole sex thing and what you are, that's like you said, that's for home and certainly not for elementary
2: school. Of course. I not. mean that's not even <laughs> No, it's Like, horrible.
1: in my elementary school, you don't even know what you're doing. You're trying to figure out, do I, like, you're at the playground, am I going to kiss her today? Or yeah. You know what I mean? Do I kiss him first? Or you pull her pigtails yeah. because
2: you have a crush on her.
1: Yeah, and then by the time you're in ninth grade, you're snapping yes. bras. Exactly. You know what I mean? To, you know, you're not trying to talk about this I used to my bra snapped all the time. <laughs> I,
3: was, you know, I was good. <laughs> you know what the craziest thing is? So like, I wouldn't have known. I would have <laughs> ran. So, like, they're trying, like, I think it's like Peter Pan, I want to say, Disney, mm-hmm. with um, Tinkerbell uh they're trying to pull Tinkerbell because they say she, they say she's too sexual sexual looking like attractive looking or whatever like that so they're trying to pull Tinkerbell off of Peter Pan but hold on so my my nieces were in and they said oh can we watch this movie called or this it's a little, it's a kids movie called Turning Red right. oh okay it's a newer movie Pixar Disney so you're watching it and as an adult you get it as a kid they don't they don't see it they're young kids it basically was about this girl turns into this red monster, right? And you're like you laugh at it this cool like red monster, but it's basically about the the red is when she's getting her period and turning to a woman. Uh. That's what it's based off of. But they formed it to this red red monster and when and she's a she's embarrassed, she's hides in her room and the mom's like, "Well, everybody, every girl gets the red monster." And I'm like, Oh my god, but that's okay, but Tinkerbell's not okay. Yeah. I well, was just I've I've
2: heard I've heard that uh, term used before like, uh, you know, um, the the monsters in town or whatever girls would would use that term or, you know, But you're uh,
3: talking about like first graders No, no, else. no.
2: No. I mean, what, what 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 the 13 what what age what age do girls normally start menstruating is, it, is I, It's
3: it? younger now they say, but oh. I I would say 10 years old, 11 years old. I don't old, know. Now.
2: But no. That's something that the mother or the father, if they don't have a mother, whoever the guardian is, should be able to explain that to the child when the time is appropriate, not a school. I mean, I guess a school should be prepared if the child needs, you know, a tampon or whatever.
3: But you got boys in class, too. So boys are seeing this show.
2: I know, but you know what they're doing now? They're putting tampon machines in boys' bathrooms. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Because they're saying that boys have periods, too. Now, is that crazy, too? Of course it's crazy. <laughs> they're try- See, That's just Marxism. Yeah. That's what Marxism is. That's why I was- That's what Marxism Marxism is trying to, they're trying to, the thing about the Democrat Party is they don't build anything. They destroy. They can't build, so they tear down. They can't build and teach about the history, so they want to tear down the monuments that history are associated with. It's all about erasing and rewriting history.
1: That's why they went after the the statues.
2: Everything. Huh? That makes sense. They want to rewrite the history in their vision. Just look at, you know, have you ever read 18, uh, 1984? I haven't. Okay. Well, it talks about every statue ever will be torn down. Every street name will be changed. All history will be rewritten. Everything. And this is this is coming from a guy who is British. He, he wrote this. And it's just because I didn't know it was gonna be a how-to manual because it is everything is just so in sync of what's taking. place. This point. guy's still alive because I'd no. like to talk to him I because he's pretty on point. This guy. What's his <laughs> name? George Orwell. George Orwell. Yeah. yeah. How the hell do you know that? I read that book. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's okay. a thin bug. you can't find a copy of it anywhere anymore. Bullshit. He's trying to find a copy. <laughs> <of it>. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is that you p- good people, you uh, good people have to stand up and they have to be heard. And I think when I used to, when I first saw a couple of months ago, parents going to these school board meetings and standing up and saying, "Hold on here, you're not teaching that in my class, my kids' class." And they go, "Oh, but the kids doesn't they don't belong to you." What do you mean they don't belong to me? I'm a taxpayer, regardless if I have children or not, I still have to pay for schools. That's a huge chunk of my of my taxes. Great point. Property tax goes to these schools. If I want to go there and say, "Hold on a minute, Miss Thing, you ain't teaching that." Um the thing is, is that people will say to me, I cannot believe that you are a drag queen and you support a Republican or you support Trump. I'm like, I can't believe you don't. And what do they
1: say when you can't when you say to them, I can't believe you don't. What do they say? They don't know why they, they they're
2: just, listen, I used to think that I was not the smartest one in the room sometimes, and I'm, I'm still not the smartest one in the room, but I'm so informed because I read all the time. I'm constantly reading. But there are people who are just parrots. They, CNN, MSNBC, they're sponges, they absorb it, and then they regurgitate exactly what they've heard.
1: Oh, you mean like these women that they just watch ID Channel and TLC, and if they see that the guy cheated on the girl and... Before he cheated on the girl, he had a drink of water, and then the guy comes in the house and he goes for the water bottle. Oh, you cheat. Up, now, oh, now he's cheating, and yeah. fucking, it's all all this hell plus breaks this Equals this. Oh, okay. Yep.
2: All right. I completely understand. <laughs> so the whole thing is, is that <laughs> it's people have got good people have got to stand up, and they've got to have their voices heard, and just say, "Not on my watch," because otherwise, your childhood. As good as it may have been, it's not going to exist for your children. It's going to be taken away. And it's not going to be taken away. It's going to be given away. The good people are giving it away. They're not fighting for it. And who was it that said, give them uh, entertainment and give them food and they'll never look up from their devices. And this is somebody who wrote this in like the 40s their devices, little do they know that, that we- Could not be more true, right? And not know that little cell phones would exist. I mean, l- people say look at things like, um, what is it, um, Star Wars, not Star Wars, uh, Star Trek. Star Trek, everything about Star Trek has come into pass, like they had the little flip phones, and then the flip phone came about. And then you look at, what's his name, with Bart Simpson, with The Simpsons. Oh,
1: oh The Simpsons yeah. is some shit. Oh, yeah. They call everything. Everything. So, you know, when, when you see The Simpsons, that that one we we've gone over this a few times because whew, that will really throw yeah. you for a rocker, and then it makes you think: Do they already know that this is all going to happen? Because some of this stuff is just a little bit too on point. Yeah, it's one thing if if you're like, hey, in twenty years, uh, you know, a volcano is going to erupt in year twenty one. The volcano kind of erupts. Yeah, but I mean, this is like spot on. Like not eleven. Like nine yeah. eleven, The Simpsons called. it. What else sure. did the, the Simpsons?
3: I think they did the Trump thing coming down the. Yeah, they yeah, did the they Trump did, thing before, yeah. way before he oh, yeah. even said he was yeah. going to
2: run. Of course, but the thing is, he's coming down the escalator. Do you think that that the like The <sighs> Simpsons and
1: some of these? Do you Listen, think that they know?
2: I don't know what I know.
1: What do you think? <laughs> I don't know.
2: It's I mean, just so much, it, right? It, I don't believe in coincidences, and there's no. too many, too many man. to be to be no coincidental. Way. Yeah. No, it's it's a, uh, I I do. I know in my heart of hearts that um, there is a force out there greater than the United States government or the, that's controlling things. And it's a very evil cabal. And I think that if we don't get our ha- a handle on it, things are going to go, go well. But so many people are apathetic. They don't really, well, if it doesn't affect me, I always say, you know, you've heard the thing, at first they came for the Jews and I didn't speak up because I wasn't Jewish then they came for the the socialists or the Teamsters. I didn't speak up because I'm not one. And then all of a sudden, and then they came for me, but there was nobody to speak up because they everybody's been. They're going to come for you. They're coming for me today. They're coming from. the no they're, they're coming for you next. Don't think that you're going to be protected. You got to speak up now, and you got to neuter these people so they don't have any more power over anything. Just like the Ukraine guy,
1: he says you know, when he was asking for help, he says, guy, they're not stopping with me. No. If you don't help me, you don't understand. Exactly, They're going to get to you. Absolutely. Exactly what you just said. He said, and he's the one getting bombed left and right. And he knows what's going on.
2: Absolutely. He's there living firsthand experience.
1: Now in the community, you know, that you're around and, and, you know, how, not what the media says, how does the community feel about. Transgenders or a male that wants to be a female, a female wants to be a male participating in sports, like in the male arena or in the you know what I mean? Vice, yeah. versa. I, I don't,
2: I really, I mean, I really don't know because I'm, I i do not have those conversations with a lot of people in the gay community, but the ones that I, that I do know from who are like conservative, I don't think that, just my thought, I don't think that. If you have an XY chromosome, you should be able to compete against someone who has an XX chromosome, no matter what you call yourself. Um, but, you know, it used to be follow the science until it comes to chromosomes. Then don't follow the science. So that's why I would say hold them to their own standards. Hold them to their own rules. Don't let them, I mean, you know, like what's her name who got that, the trans, trans person who got that woman of the year. Is that oh, the swimmer that just crashed? No, uh, no, the one who, on. the, no, the one looks like a man with a wig on his head that Obama, or not Obama, Biden put in his administration. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: What's uh, oh, Carol Levine?
2: Yes, Levine. Whatever from Pennsylvania. Whatever. Oh, she's just like, you know, you quit trying to tell me, you know, holding up a banana and say this is the perfect apple. That's not an apple. That's a banana. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. That is that apple. No matter how you look at it. Don't believe your apple. lying eyes. I'm telling you that this is an apple. Right. Okay, sure. You believe that's an apple. I don't believe it's an apple. Nobody that I know is going to believe it's an apple. No, a man should not be able to compete against a woman in collegiate sports or any sport.
1: You know who I really respected was Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. When she came out after all the shit that she got, and now this is a monster Olympic runner. I mean, oh, yeah. he, he was- Triathlon. I mean, the best, right? And I think, uh, I think the Kardashians made him. He was just like, I'm done. I'm done with all these fucking. You can't women. beat him. Join him. Fuck
2: it. Yeah, I might as well be with him.
1: Because I think he was all right until then. and then that was like he just pushed him over the edge. Yeah. But for her to come out in her situation publicly, I I really respected that because that's you know he's an athlete, a sure. professional athlete, and he knows like how can you do that? You you know come on, you just can't. You know you right. train your daughter. For 16 years to kill stuff, and then you throw somebody in the pool with different bone structure. I don't care how many hormones you give them. Sure. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, you
3: know, it, it's well, I, think just, that, I think that's how most people feel, but I think it's just you're you're con- like you're saying, watching TV and you're taking this in, right? Taking this in, taking this in, and they make you like feel bad, like oh you know that they're all right, that they should. That's not nice. That's not nice. But see, the American
2: people are, are so sweet. We're so compassionate. We are the most compassionate nation in the world. I've traveled all over the world many times. And I've always, With my very first trip, I mean, I went to, um, my first trip I went to was to Athens, Greece. And I was 17 years old. And I went on spring break. And when I got off, when I was on the plane, I was looking out the windows. All these military guys with these straps and machine guns are around them. I thought, oh, God, what's going on here? But they were all over, everywhere, all over the town. I thought, I'm so glad I don't live in a place that, that they have this. Thank you for, you know, having me living in America. I went to, to Cairo, Egypt, same thing. I thought, oh, who wants to live like this? Um, but the more and more I see how they're trying to break down the structure of the country, they're trying to make crime commonplace. Oh, so what, you got your purse stolen, who cares? Hmm. Oh, you know, who cares they broke into the Louis Vuitton boutique? They got insurance. Well, everybody filmed them on their camera running with everything from the Louis, Va- Louis
1: Vuitton boutique, yeah. which they could just take that camera and find out who it is very care. easily. They, they, don't care.
2: Don't care. they don't care. They don't
1: care. They
3: don't it's going to take them going to some of these big government officials' houses almost. Oh, yeah. I mean, or just somebody...
1: Something crazy will have to happen.
2: Well, I mean, look, at they're, they're, they're out there telling and, and doxing these uh, Supreme Court justices, telling them this is where the conservative justices live. They're not saying we're a Sotomayor and, and the other... Uh, yeah, what the hell is that all about? Why is their address not also out out there as well? And the thing is, Republicans are too good. They're too polite. They don't know how to fight fire with fire, unless you are Matt Gates or, you know, other ones, Marjorie Taylor Stone. They know how to fight. So, I think that's what it takes. You're going to have to take their recipe and use it against them. Because there's nothing based on the truth with the Democrats. It's all lies. Everything is inverted. They'll tell you that, oh, the economy is in ruins because of Donald Trump. He set us up for this situation and it's in ruins. Or the economy is in ruins because of Putin. No, the economy is in ruins because you gave away trillions upon trillions and trillions of dollars. And so you deflate the value of the U.S. currency, so things are going to naturally spike, and if fuel costs goes up, getting products to the market is going to go up. Everything's going to go up. It's a cycle, and it's just it's an unfortunate thing that people are like, "Well, is it Putin?" Yeah. Well, you hear it enough. You know, if I
1: I tell you a hundred times a day, "Is Putin? Is Putin? Is Putin?" You know, eventually it's Putin.
3: Right? Oh, have
2: you changed your name, Biden? <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's why I think when they have an uh, even an election, this would be fun. Fun. It'll never happen, but like almost like a dating game, right? Where you would just list, just have lists. Uh-huh. Candidate A, Candidate B. No names, no faces. You have no idea who it is, and just go through all their things. And we may agree on this, and maybe not on this, right? But go down the whole list. And I can guarantee you, if you had those things on both sides, but no picture, no less, you have no, no idea picture, who it is. No idea. I, there would still be people that would vote from the other side, right? With different things, I guarantee it'd be an overwhelming support for one candidate. Yeah, and, oh, and it, then if when you then when you reveal it, because <laughs> it would be, everybody, it would everybody be goes, higher everybody, anarchy. Everybody goes, "I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican." Yeah, just I'm almost at the point. Just get rid of it all. Just fucking get rid of it, and just. Vote for a person, and that's it. Because we they go. By I'm a party. policy better. That's it. Me
2: too. Whoever's okay. best. I mean, have you seen the things that they do, <clears throat> man on the street or whatever, when they go out and they will say, "Can you believe yep. that?" <clears throat> that um no, they'll say, uh, "Do you agree with these policies that Joe Biden has put forth?" And they would list all these policies, and everybody, like, "Yes, absolutely, absolutely." And so "Well, as a matter of fact, all twelve of those." Were Trump policies.
1: Yeah, you know you said Jesse Walters. Remember Jesse- when um oh who was in here that was working for him? Uh Bill O'Reilly. When Jesse Walters was working for Bill Walters. He's funny. Mm. He's really funny. Uh, when when he would go out for O'Reilly, yeah. you know, he would ask those you questions. Had, you had
2: Bill O'Reilly in here?
1: No, 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 no. Oh. I who would who did we have in that? Work? We had somebody in that had worked for Bill, Ro- um. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, when he was in, and I remember Jesse going out and asking and he man would on the ask street. Them. That's it. Yeah. Man on the street, and they would they would have no idea about anything
2: mm. at all, nothing, completely brainwashed by the media. Well, look at Candace Owens. you know Candace Owens? Mm-hmm. She goes out and you know she used to go out in the pool. Auto- oh, automatically assume well, she's black. She's got to be a Democrat. And she would ask them questions and engage them, and they're like, "You're making sense, but I, I don't. How can I agree with you?" But it's because
3: they're they're trained to say on both sides. They're trained oh, to say, uh, "I'm a Republican" or "I'm a Democrat." Yeah. It, come on, guys, get rid of that shit. Just you're
2: you're not. Well, that's like the, mean, you're not. The, the gay community not nowadays. You know, the gay community would tell the leadership would tell the communities all over the country that this is who we're supporting. This is what why we're supporting them. And da, 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 da. And I'm thinking, hold on a minute. You know, am I supposed to be my sexuality first and foremost comes before all my other needs to be met? Because I'm not looking at the world through my eyes. I'm looking through my nieces and nephews. What's going to be best for them? Not for me. My life's going to be great regardless. So I would always sit there and I would always deviate from it. And people go, oh, hold on a minute, Elaine. Not so quick. You know, you can dress any way you want, you can act any way you want, but don't you dare step out of line with our thoughts. This is what we tell you to think. I'm like, nobody's ever told me what to do. So it's the That's same thing there, too. It's yeah. the same That's thing. It is. It's, yeah.
3: it's like if you ask somebody, the gay community, are they Democrats or Republicans? I guarantee the overwhelming people would say Democrats. No, yeah, of if course. You say, if you say poor African Americans, Democrats rich white men republican mm-hmm. it's a generalization that we've been raised i was raised the same way if you're if you're a, a union person or not even a union yeah person, but you're if a you're democrat. Who grew up, you're a democrat you got to support that if you don't support that anymore there's something wrong with you yeah yeah back you know, then back, yeah I'm saying back then yeah
1: a lot of things have changed did you see when he went out and they did the questions and they said um uh who who in office who that has been office in the last eight years, put the most African-Americans away. This was asked to an Mm African-American. They go, Donald Trump asked a bunch of other questions. Then they go back and they go, well, actually Donald Trump let out the most African-Americans as president. And what's her name? Uh, I'm having a brain. Kamala. Kamala. Kamala has put more African-Americans away than any other
2: judge in the planet. For minor crimes like marijuana when she was, yeah.
1: Decades decades and they're like oh oh yeah. oh oh really yeah yeah she, yeah she put more african-american and then any other judge times a million
2: listen if you are part of a minority group the members of your own minority group are going to be the worst on you they're going to be the ones who are going to be nastier to you they're going to be the ones who want to punish you more they're going to want to see you fail it's a sad thing i mean i i, I know from when i was growing up and having black friends I would hear black, because black women always liked me, black girls always liked me, and I was always hanging out, and they would let their guard down, but the way they would gossip was like, oh, she's black as tar. Mm-hmm. Oh, she said, it was always about, oh, you know that light-skinned girl, you know, the the one who has that, the high yellow, that's how, those are the descriptions, how they would describe other, and it was always based on skin tone, the degree of blackness, and I thought, you know, and so, and white girls, would just say, oh, you know, the fat girl, or the thin girl, or the one with the color hair or whatever. But in Black oh, the light-colored eyes. It was always, and then you would see, you know, they're saying that, oh, white, now they're saying the white, the white, or the white man, blue-eyed devil, light-eyed devil. But yet you see these stars like Beyonce have blonde extensions or blonde weaves and contacts. So why are they trying to emulate these things that they say are evil? And then it goes the other way. It goes you, the other you, way. You, you'll see the white guy it, with the baggy pants, the hat backwards, exactly.
1: ninety-seven diamonds. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And nothing against either. I, I'm no, just saying. but you're right. Yeah. But
2: it is. Why is this that, that and you get criticized for? I mean, I remember when I was young, I used to think I wanted a fur coat as a as a young guy. I want a fur coat, and people say, "Oh, you look like such a faggot in that coat." But then five years later, you see these hip hop guys in fur coats. They all got and it was all of a sudden cool. Yeah that they didn't pay for they run <laughs> so, you know, it whatever but all of a sudden it was cool <laughs> and I thought well I got criticized for wearing mine and now it's cool because you know I don't feel and they had all this flashy jewelry and these are things that are considered uh, I guess you could say feminine to anyone who's looking at them when you're adoring yourself this way I didn't know what else I just thought it was glamorous
1: You <laughs> you. were you. it was me right and there's nothing wrong with being you. But at the and same you're time, you're not pushing yourself on anybody. And
2: here you go. But here, you know, when it becomes, you know, embraced by certain segments of society, is all of a sudden cool.
1: Yeah. Now it's the trend. Now it's cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's your thoughts? And, and I'm asking these questions because they're always brought up. And to have you here so you could speak and, and people know how you really feel, not what's on there on, when I say on there on the internet, mm-hmm. you know. How do you feel about the military with all this? Letting trends in? You know,
2: how, how, if you go to war and you're called to war, you don't have hormones when you're at war. Exactly. Well, the thing is this, is that you're the next war isn't, you're not going to, I don't think it's not going to be in the trenches. You're not going to be out there in the fields. It's going to be with drones and little joysticks bombing these nations. Um, I mean, I, or either nuclear or a nuclear war. That's what's going to. Or also, cyber something. cyber yeah. something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe that um, you you can't be flat footed and be in the military. You can't be diabetic and be in the military. There's a lot of things that preclude you from being able to be in the military. And if you are going through hormone therapy, that can affect your state of mind, your moods, uh, your the you know the physiolo- physiology of your body and stuff. I mean, it's it's a very slippery slope. I think that if you serve your country and then you become transgendered, you you know, that you should be able to sure. go ahead on. Yeah, I opinion. mean, I mean, when you're actively yeah, in it. I don't know. Because
1: if you can't be in it, if you have diabetes, yeah. then why would you be allowed in it when you're taking hormone medication that you need? The exactly. reason why the person with diabetes can't be in it is because if you're stuck somewhere and you can't get your insulin, you're going to die very or great. not be able to perform or exactly. get killed I,
2: right so there's
1: no difference no difference at all i
2: mean there's a whole litany of things that preclude one from being. i
1: just think there shouldn't be elaine I, I i think it should be very clear like yeah you're a man you're a woman and there's certain things yeah you know it's
2: for everyone well then the argument on the 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 flip side of all that they're gonna say well that used to be the same mindset when it was about the races they didn't want to have black people in the army because they thought there was going to be a disruption to the morale but you see where we are now so i, I don't think it should be just man. i think the, if you, you everybody i think there's a lot of um screwed up people out there even more so today than there used to be um, but I think that if you have to depend on a certain type of medication to perform your duties and you are in, in a, uh, active war, you shouldn't be able to, I mean,
1: I- yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent with you. Once you're out of it, do yeah, whatever you want. Exactly. But if you're active, you get caught at any time. And it just, to me personally, not, and I respect anybody's decision and what they think, but when it comes to that, mm-hmm. you know, I, it just doesn't make any what sense. What if it's
3: like an office dude, not an office dude, what if it's like, a Secretary. Like a communications <laughs> part where they're not active combat. Because I've heard that before, too. People are like, well, what if they're not... They're in the military, but they're not going to be fighting on the ground. They'll be, you know, a control tower. Listen,
2: on. there are a lot of intelligent transgender people. I mean, I, what was the one who won Jeopardy? It was okay. a man who was... A, yeah. There are a lot of... Because oftentimes, if you are restricted from a certain sense. Let's say for example, somebody who is blind, their hearing is extremely keen and perceptive. Or vice versa, they have no hearing. Their vision is like, you know, an, a cat or a dog. They see and absorb everything. So people who have oftentimes been ostracized, they become recluse or they become book book smart. They sit around and do nothing but read. There's a lot of smart you know, look what's the one Chelsea Manning. Those types of things these are arguments that can be put forth. I always try to see things from both perspectives. Um, but I just think as a general rule, I don't think that you should be on hormone medication and be in active duty. Just don't think mm-hmm. it's, it's, not, it's not good for the morale and the cohesion of the military. And the military is not an experiment. Yeah, it's life and death. Yeah. It's real. Yeah, It's real. It can be. I mean, just because it's just because you're not deployed in an active war zone right now, it could all change in an hour. Exactly. You got to be ready. A hundred percent. Combat ready. You going to tell me if you slept with uh, Colin Farrell? Of course.
1: Oh, you did? He? No, no. Of course I would tell you. Uh, Fuck. Uh, I tried to sneak that in there. At the, I, I thought I'd catch you off guard. Fuck. I tried. I did my best. I, I failed. Failed. I kissed Try.
2: him. I kissed him.
1: I did You kiss yeah, oh, I
2: kissed him? Yeah, I kissed him in front of I, a lot of I'll people. I'll take that. I, I kissed that. him in front of Jamie Foxx. Oh, did he? In front of Jamie Foxx? Yeah. Oh, okay, so we have a witness.
1: Yes. All right, okay, I'm, I'm good with that.
2: And it was, yeah, we kissed a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you really? Yeah, of course.
2: Is he cool in person? He's a super sweet. I guy. think he's a great actor. He's What's great... he doing? Where's he been? He hasn't I don't popped know. Up lately, I I up I, I see him from time to time, and I still go, oh. <sighs> Give him a call and say, hey, buddy, when when is your next movie? Where have you been? Mm. He, listen, he does a lot of films. Um in europe and stuff as well too he's still good looking he's still a great actor um he's a super nice guy a lot of times like really
1: good actors like him they'll they'll lean over to the directing and the producing mm-hmm. i hate when they do that because they're such good actors you yeah. know good cool guy so he did you made out with him huh
2: made out with him. did he
1: get the first base anybody get the first base second base
2: mean, in my mind i got a home
1: run. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it right
2: <laughs> no he he's something special yeah
1: so tell me about your uh makeup line
2: Oh, what gave you the idea to do that? Well, I used to um, I used to take two different um, lipsticks and I would mix them together to make the color that I wanted to achieve because I couldn't find it anywhere. It was cocoa Pink from Coco Chanel Chanel and then number 112 from Yves Saint Laurent. And so I would take the two and I would just take a little bit. And I take a an, uh, hairpin And I mix them together And I take my lip brush And I paint it on Everybody go, Oh my god I love that lip color Where do you, you get it And I say I make it Oh you c- Quit lying What color is it I'm like I, You know I just want to know I said I'm seriously I'm, I make I combine these colors To make it And so You know I could save that With a little, in a little Like thing That would keep it From drying out And I was doing drag So frequently I You know be, Go through with that In a week At any rate So I was talking To a friend of mine who has a skincare line in California. And I said, I want to start my own cosmetic company. And he said to me, well, this is what you need to do. So he put me in touch with somebody who is a big, who has their own huge line, but they also do private label. And yeah, I can't tell you who they are because I signed a contract sure. because they cause are same exact thing that I sell mine for is like, there's like 20 something dollars more. And so if I'm selling the same product in a different packaging, for less it's going to harm their business so uh anyway I, I went and flew out to california and met with this company met with the guys um and the chemist and i just told them what my ideas were and i came up with my first color which was puswa pink and it was the you know the, the color that you had color. mixed and, and you took, really
1: couldn't find that color no, out of I all not, the lipsticks I, you could not cannot find it huh? i could
2: not find it and maybe it
1: was psychological
2: that's it right there on the on the top. Of the book. See that next that, that down pink, right, right, right there. there. Yeah, that's pusswa. Click pink.
1: on that one, Rob. That's so that's the, cool. the color you couldn't find, huh?
2: That, yeah, that's the color I made. So pusswa pink. Oh. oh, go back. And um, I want to just see that. yeah.
3: So this one?
2: Yeah, you do. Yep, There on the bottom right. Yeah, It's uh, yep. not really a great depiction of the color. It looks a little too. But um, you know, it's it's got, it's like a, a fuchsia, purple fuchsia. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I created the color. And that was through my little color, and I just did it as more, more like a um, a gift to give to people. When people say, "What color do you use?" and I, "Here you go, take it." So then I created another color. I created this uh, like an orange color called shrimp, and then I created this uh, very berry. All these little colors. I was gonna, I was gonna be now, naughty.
1: Now is that brown one? Is that the shrimp?
2: No, no That right there is it is a um, sort of like a, a a flesh tone with glitter in it. Oh, okay. So it's more like you know it's beautiful. Cool.
1: But and right now we can get this on Facebook. You can, figure,
2: yeah. I have a website, but it's being redone. Uh, Dimitri is redoing my website, which is elainlancastercosmetics.com. dot com. Um, but right now I have you can go to elainelancastercosmetics on Facebook and you can order it. I have twelve different shades, and the reason why I didn't there's Pamela, she wearing my my lip gloss. So um, the thing is with me is I didn't want to. Um, Call them naughty names, people. Oh, you got to call them, rolling really, you know, like you know. I said no, no, because little girls, I was hoping would be ad- attracted to this, which they are. Uh, you want to appeal to everybody? Uh, see right? the one, the, see me in the afro down there. That's baseball thing. But go to the picture. That's a good picture. Yeah, the, go to the bottom left that one. That's see that's that's the color. That's a very good depiction of the, the ideal color for me. Hell that's, of a wig there? <laughs> yeah, I was doing the. um, the donkey show, uh, Casey from Casey and the sunshine Band. He and I, yeah. um, we're the hosts for the donkey show. When, <laughs> it was at the Adrian R center? So anyway, um, when do you think the site will be, uh,
1: updated and done?
2: Well, the thing is we, we go through, um, what's it called? The, 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 the company is called, um, I forget the company we go through. Um, and they have a little, it's sort of like a, a template and what's the name of the companies? it's um
1: do uh, you have any idea you can search for it
2: it's okay but anyway so we there's there are templates and Dimitri did that photograph that's nice
1: yeah he did a good job
2: I was emceeing 100 year anniversary of Miami Beach <laughs> we had Gloria Estefan and we had Barry Gibb and da 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 um and that was my performance and he captured it and anyway so um uh, I have all these wonderful shades of lipstick, and some of them you can't, you know, you, you can't, can't find, can't find anywhere else. Uh, maybe you can. Who knows? But there are slight variations. Stick with you can't find them anywhere else. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but think. I mean, I actually, I, I t- they send me they send me the various samples, tubes, and say which one do you like the best? And I give them an idea what color I'm looking for, or how to, and I put them on my hand. I say, you know, that's not quite right. Can you add a little bit of this to it? Can you add a little more yellow to it, or a little more blue? and they'll change the color. They'll send me to me again. Sometimes it takes, you know, a couple of weeks or, or sure. longer to get the right color.
1: Especially if you're very particular. And and I there's am. a bunch of them.
2: Yeah, that's that's not good lighting. Is uh, that
1: clear one, uh, one that makes your lips shiny?
2: That's just, yeah, it's like, it's equivalent to MAC. Makeup has a thing called glass, lip glass. Glass, It's yeah. like that, but it's extremely wonderful. It's, it's got, you know, no parabens in it, and it's got vitamin E. So they're you Good know freedom. not only are they luscious they're also healthy nutritious
1: and a clean label you know the, the label is very clean yes you know it's a very clean it um, it's a classy label uh, that, that's how I would oh, I would you. recommend it uh, a, a cla- classy label so you're pretty you're pretty close to Pam Anderson
2: I, I am unfortunately I am very close with her.
1: I just finished watching that series about uh, Pam and Tommy. They uh, did a series because uh, I really like Tommy. I thought it was cool shit. I like Pam. Does she's do? do her and Tommy still get along? Uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Well, they were they were the perfect. They couple. have kids together. I know, so. but I mean, I know. You know. They they were the perfect couple. Perfect. I haven't
2: seen that. I don't. I don't think I'm ever going to watch. Don't,
1: it. Yeah, you probably. No, they they didn't depict. Either of them bad. They depict uh, the guys who stole the fucking video bad. Mm. That guy stole that damn video. He went to 90,000 different places trying to sell it. And they were like, do you have the rights? Nope, nope. And then he ended up going to some like shack. Did you see it?
0: Mm -mm.
1: He went to some like shack, like Mm. literally like a shack for some guy to to buy. The guy bought it for peanuts because they went to everybody else. They're like, oh, no, we're not doing this. So he literally goes to a guy where he meets him in a hotel room. Knocks on the door to the hotel room. Nobody will take it, so they take peanuts. Then that guy makes up a fake document as if he did have the rights. Ah. And sold it to whoever, and then eventually I think it got to Vivid or, or one of them and, and blew up. Well, I
2: thought it was a direct mail order. You could just like order it online or whatever. Well,
1: VHS. I, I think, it, well, it came to that, but like in the process of them trying to sell it, oh, sure. it's just really messed up. And, and nobody wanted to take it because at the time everybody loved Pam and
2: everybody loved Tommy. They do love Pam. You know, Pam's starring right now on Broadway. Yeah, she's, she's making a good comeback. She's Roxy Hart her. in Chicago, and she's, she's getting rave reviews, and we're going to go up there and see her. Good for before her. Before her run is over.
1: Can She's the first woman to just run around in a bathing suit oh, and just kill it. Oh, Baywatch with that's... with Michael Knight from Knight Rider. Yeah, David Hasselhoff. Yeah, that was my that was a hell of a thing because you know watch. as I was growing up, oh, I watched I watched a lot of Knight Rider. Sure. So then when I got older, I'm like, is that the is that Michael Knight? You know what I mean? And he's running around. Was
2: that was his name, his character's name.
1: Yeah, he, he was Michael Knight in Knight Rider, and the car was Kit, and he oh, could okay. talk to the car back and forth. So every kid my age would watch Knight Rider because you could talk to the car, tell it what to sure. do. You know, he was saving everybody. And then, you know, 10 years later, there's the kick guy from Michael Knight with the black car in you know, board shorts with Pamela Anderson Dude, running around shit. that every every 13-year-old on the planet is, best you know, ever. what time's it all in five shit? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? Every gay boy was looking at her too. Uh, everybody, everybody was looking. I'd like her. to be like her. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Listen, let me tell you. It. Um, I've met David Hasselhoff through Pamela many times. He's a super nice guy. Is he very nice? I love him from Knight Rider. He seems very smart. And you know, I've only been, you know, like to Vegas and stuff with him, and did dinners and stuff. But just what I know.
1: Now, let me ask: How can they do? Would she have had to have signed off on that show
2: for them to do that? I have no idea. I don't think so. I think I think she she has the grounds to too. Good. I don't know if she's going to, but I would. I mean, if you're still alive and someone is... is but I know that she's struck a deal with the Netflix and she's going to tell her story.
1: I think it was on Netflix. Oh, really? I think so. No, I don't think so. Maybe not. You would know more than me. I no,
2: I wouldn't. I would know, but I don't think it was Netflix because Netflix wouldn't be doing something to counter. I don't know. Do me a favor. Google um the Pam... Pam and Tommy's. The Pam and Tommy's
1: document 2022 and just see see who that's through. I, th- I do think it's through uh i think
2: it was through amazon
1: and while he looks that up a little bit off topic mm. after you came out with trump how much would you say you lost you know you know to say like a figure but how how much of a oh
2: i lost my total income my ex, my ex extracurricular air, income i've lost um i didn't lose my my rent income from my property but i i lost my like events everything every, all, all because you came out for trump every bit of it isn't that unbelievable? It's horrible. But that was the thing. People would say Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. Hulu. Okay. People would say, uh, you know, uh, she looks just like Pam. Yeah. People it was, would. It was
1: hard. At first, I really thought it was fucking Pam and Tommy. Mm-hmm.
2: People would say to me online, I won't be happy until I see you on the street corner with a cardboard sign saying I will work for, for food. Asshole. I said, well, you're never going to see that. I didn't <laughs> respond I didn't respond to people. Yeah, don't feed into. But, <laughs> people would screenshot it and send it to me. And I think I... Are you happy? They go, oh, look how evil these people are. And they're like, huh Like, they were sort of happy, too, that I was, you know. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, I do believe that, um, like, you know, the same when a door is closed, a window is opened. I think greater things are coming for me. I'm just so happy that you never gave up. You know, I think if you don't have a strong foundation, which comes from your upbringing and your family, you could get lost easily. I see why people would commit suicide. You know, children who are bullied in school, uh, or even older who can't take it. But I, I laugh at them. Yeah. <laughs> like you do you think you're going to break me? You got to, honey. You're coming for the wrong queen. Well, what
1: are we going to do when you give everybody a trophy? Yeah, you know. Yeah, but the no. thing is, you know, the
2: thing is, is that it's crazy. I, I, I laugh at people's face to think that they think for a split nanosecond they have any power. Over my destiny. See, everybody needs to be like that. Every you should go out and do speeches. See, but really. I think people do. I think people n- have it. They
1: just don't know they have it. But you should bring it out in them because you have it. Because people will pay attention to you. Because they'll look at you and they'll be they'll be curious. Yeah. And then they'll listen to you. And you're very smart. You're quick. You're a whip. You're not getting past you. I can tell that already. Well, right. you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not getting violent, There's right?
2: so much that I hear every day that I don't know. Yeah. That I oh my god I didn't know that. And I, I learn, and hopefully I can retain it. But, um, you know, there's just so much information out there. You can't know everything. And they're talking about, oh, you know, they want to implant this chip in your brain. This, you can But yeah. you know what? I'm not so opposed to that. <laughs> I'm not opposed. <laughs> because, you know, many times? I mean, they, w- they would use it for nefarious reasons against this. But, I mean, if I could only one be who could access it, I'd be fine with it. But, I mean, you know how many times I go, Alexa, tell me such and such or i'll go hey siri tell me that you know those sort of things because i you you don't know i don't know i don't know a lot of people's telephone numbers when i was little i could tell you every relative's telephone number Mm -hmm. and their address we got the phones now back then you had to know because we had phone books and everything else but i knew my mother used to go what's my mom's cell phone number i go it's 404 and i knew it
1: yeah like i remember my mom's home number and that's that's really not too many other numbers. You didn't
2: have to, But back then you didn't have to dial the area code. Yeah. But if you lived in town. But I could tell you everyone's street address. That's right, you didn't. Yeah. Wow, I never thought of that. I could tell you everyone's street address. Yep. I, could tell, I can still to this day tell you every address where we've ever lived. Zip codes, everything. I, could tell you, I mean, I was just, my, my, my mother used to say, or my father used to say, that kid didn't forget a thing. Got a memory like an elephant.
1: You're an elephant. I was just going to say. So don't don't mess with you because you're, you're, you're like one of those people. I'll tell you what. You're like a friend of mine. If I own five cents from fi- 15 years ago at the pizza shop, I'll hear about it for 15 years. Mm-hmm. About that five cents. Sure. Really? He will. A dollar. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you got that dollar from five years ago?
2: Just take it out of that dollar I owe you. Yeah,
1: yeah, right.
2: Well, like a friend of mine, he he says to me, he goes, I wish to God you would remember some of the good things I did for you instead of all the bad shit I did to you. (laughs) I said, I remember that too. I just don't verbalize it. Now, within all the Trump
1: thing, Mm. then they come out in Miami that you're within the top 12 that tarnish Miami.
2: Oh, According to that, um, yeah, that uh, failing I rag, say it right? Yeah, remind new times said the I was,
1: word I can't say, Lane, how the hell do I miss uh-huh. Can't it's they really... just say assholes
3: if well, that's hell, what they want to say? You know, <laughs> how do you think the picture of you looks? Is it, is I don't good? Think it good? Could, no. could they
2: could have done better. Well, yeah, my mouth is <laughs> bigger than that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, at least
1: they did a good job on Steve Bannon.
2: Yeah, he's got something coming out of his mouth. That's pretty much what he looks like in real life. Uh huh. They, they were pretty nice doing the picture. Well, you know, I really don't care. I know. Um, That's with you. I used to say like Andy Warhol used to say, don't ever read what they read what they write about you, just measure it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like they gave Trump a belly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, he might have a belly, but he's quick as smart as can be at his age. He's how old is Trump? Uh seventy seven, seventy eight. Yeah. You would
2: think how? he you would think he's about fifty five. Yeah, um I don't know, listen, I, I'm not here as an apologist for Trump. There's a lot of things that I don't agree with that he that he's, you know, done or said. But he's a street fighter. Yeah. And you don't put a street fighter in a certain position or elect him into a certain position and don't think that they're going to use every tool in the tool shed. You push with push me, I'm gonna push you back twice as hard. You mess with me, I'm gonna mess with you. And that's the way he is. I always thought, you know, why is he punching down? These people are so beneath him. Why does he even respond? Because he he hits back, he's a hitter. He hits back, don't come for me, or I'm going to come for you. I'll grab you by the throat and
1: strangle you. I'll tell you what. I think I don't think he thought he was going to win, and I think when he walked down, I don't he think was, he did either. And I think he was shocked when he walked, like kind of. But I bet you when they went like this to him, and he saw what the fuck was really going on, I think Donald Trump as a man completely changed. When he saw what was really going on, but see, I don't
2: think he saw everything that's going on. I thought that they'd show him everything. Oh, no, I'm sure. But I mean, I mean, the CIA is so corrupt. Yeah. Oh my God, the NSA is so corrupt. Oh my God,
1: the CIA. Listen, yeah. they're all, all of them.
2: But just the little yeah, that they behind. did show him. Yeah, I, I think just flipped yeah. him. And so.
1: and really, America was number one because he doesn't need to do this. No, He's got so a beautiful not. wife, great family, great business. Why in the world would you put your? Why in the world would you put yourself through this? only one reason because you love the country and i think when he saw the little that they showed him it was enough that it clicked and it was like wow so I you're a trump something. supporter
0: yeah i am
1: did you vote for him yeah i did first time yeah second time yeah good well the second time i couldn't oh. i got away with it the first time oh, okay good i would they gave me a card even with a felony the second time i couldn't i got nailed Less than well they stricken up the second time <laughs> you know what i mean anybody but if that if my if i would have went in i beg and i would have said hey I'm going to go for Biden. They would have been like, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, who the fuck knows? Who knows? Now you were on uh, the Bravo uh, Miami Housewives, but you weren't a housewife. You were a friend I was of a, a friend housewife. friend of a
2: housewife. Yeah, I was a friend of Leah. She was the, the sort of star of the show. And, um, so I was on it and I sort of dominated season two. Season one, I had no speaking part. You'd never heard me say a word. You saw me. Season two, it was all Boom. about all about Elaine. Now, yeah. did
1: they reach out to you?
2: Leah and Leah Leah Black, and her to her credit, she was the one who said, I'm not gonna do it unless my girlfriend Elaine can be on it with me because we were very, very close. And um, then season three, I had a peripheral you know, role. So, um, which was good because I had gone out and I publicly said that I thought that reality television was the downfall of Western society. Because I do believe it. It is. I mean, the way they they try to pit women against each other. And so they didn't like for me to saying that. And they edited everything, which I shouldn't have done. I was just doing it for the money. And I was also doing it for the notoriety to get the you know the attention. Sure. But as a result of that, you got huge amounts of money for appearances during the, when the season was going. Even if you're not a, the, a main character, if they weren't liked you, they'd, they'd give you money.
1: Now, how long does it take them? Like, you, you were the main big time in season two, right? Right. Now, season two, how long did it take? to finish
2: that uh it was i think it was 14 or 15 episodes and that by how many
1: hours or oh, days or months uh, or whatever? i don't know.
2: i'd hate to be that editor a lot. A lot. imagine being that editor nope <laughs> well there's not just one editor
3: a lot gotta- there's only uh, one i know there's not only one. oh well, i'm sorry
2: there's not only one editor and there's not only one producer every main person has a, their own producer and so like me i was just you know a a, a supporting role i guess you could say i had a I shared producer with the main character with Leah, and they would say things to me like, "Oh, last night at the cocktail party, can you believe Marisol said this about you?" I said, "What'd she say?" And I was such a sucker, got my blood all boiling. I go, "Where's that bitch? Let me see her. Let me see her." Meanwhile, I'm mic'd, so when I see her, what'd you have to say last night? What fight was on? Oh, you haven't. They have an ear thing on you all the time. I'm not an ear. You don't have an ear. your mic's up, though. You have a microphone on you. Yeah. yeah. A hidden microphone. Oh, but they set you up prior. Yeah. They, they didn't set you up. They just tell They're you the stuff drama. behind your back. And I finally figured out how it worked. Break to me
1: how down it works. Break it down.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it it is not totally fake. It's not wrestling fake. But it they have an idea what, what direction they want things to go. And they do it because they, they feed you all the information that they feed you. And, like, when everybody's sitting around getting drunk, drinking... I'm sitting there and I'm drinking this much alcohol.
1: You're the smart one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the rest is ginger ale in the champagne <laughs> glass because I know they're going to try to get me drunk to see me go crazy. Smart move. <laughs> it's a short go for me to go crazy. I Like I say, I can go from zero to bitch in 2.3 seconds. Don't start. Well,
1: you know, if, if you took all of the reality shows like that and add them together, uh-huh. let's just say couples, the ones that, you know, that have relationships, what percentage do you think after that's done separate? A lot. <laughs> a lot,
2: right? Yeah, a lot. Well, I think, it, you know, reality shows and drag queens, these are things that reveal, you know, you you take a drag queen and you put her in a, a social setting. it will, It's like adding alcohol to the punch. It doesn't. It doesn't change who you are; it reveals who you are. So, my presence oftentimes would reveal females' insecurities. You know, the women on the show. There were women on the show would say, "Oh, she shouldn't come to the party. She's just going to suck all the oxygen out of the room." And how is she going to do that just by being there? They wanted to be the focal point of the, of the evening. Well, if you want to be the focal point, I suggest you put on a little bit more makeup, or you, or, you know, dress yourself a little better because you're a dowdy, or you're this, or you're that, and it granted you know but and these are people who have hair people they have makeup people and yet they still don't know how to they don't know how to pull themselves together I do everything myself <laughs> and I just always say you know go over just be be more than be larger than life
1: but well, yeah look, like look at the Kardashians they've been doing it forever but every one of them have been through how many relationships even the
2: mom yeah I mean it's sad but you know it's I think, gotta be tough having cameras all over all the time. but see I think that they're their relationships are transactional. Uh, it's okay. they don't. You think it's they're all set up? And I don't know if they're all set not, up, but not they're, but they're not, they 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 sit there and they go, well, you know what? We're gonna get a bigger viewer base if you have a black boyfriend. You're gonna get all this. You're gonna get a bigger viewer base if he's this or if that. Like that Chris Humphries or whoever. She used that poor guy. Yeah. He didn't know what he was in for. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he got a taste of uh, Chris Jenner pretty good,
1: huh?
3: <laughs> I don't know, did he? <laughs> well, we, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He
1: got, he got, he didn't get the good taste. He oh, got okay. the taste of how to get but, fucked you know, over by somebody that knows what I'm, they're doing. And <laughs> you know,
2: I've met all those people, and I've been to Mexico at a private home for them for the weekend. We all went to Joe Francis's house. Oh, good for you! And so Joe had invited me down because he was going to have a commitment ceremony. Because I know Joe, and he supposedly is the one who released the Kardashian sex tape. Yeah. Supposedly, supposedly, allegedly. Well, Made so, him a gazillion dollars. I hope he's getting a kick. I don't I hope so too. But so everybody was Joe there. Joe asked for a kick. Right? <laughs> yes. So Lance Bass was there, Mario Lopez, and everybody was there all these people from NCAA, these agencies and da da. da. And the Kardashians were there. And Bruce was there before he became Caitlin. Did he look totally miserable? No, he didn't. He was very nice and very sweet. I have pictures of We were all talking. Uh what are there? Uh, Cheryl Teeks the actress. A lot of people were there. But that big house, fabulous. We actually didn't stay at the house; we stayed at the St. Regis. But Kylie and what's the other little girl's name? Kendall. Kendall. They weren't. They were little then. They're not little now. They were spoiled brats, mm-hmm. just spoiled brats. And that, I guess you know. But I got along with them. I talked to them. We played. And to, I mean, they're these are they're in their early teens, you know. And and so my, you know, we had they had a room that was like a. a, a it was extended to the house but it was connected but I, instead of having to go all the way back to the main house I asked her one day I said can I just use your restroom I told it's not working she said I told it's not working which was a lie she she wanted me to walk all the way to the house to use the restroom but we were all playing you know lawn games out there and so it's on this beautiful beach in Punta Mita Mexico and you know it was just, it was fabulous how about Kylie huh
1: she killed she it. turned
2: out didn't she turn out to be a hot little girl
1: she turned Not out to hot and rich as hell. I think she was the
2: first woman billionaire. Billionaire, I believe. Cosmetically, really good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Crushing them with that. They're always sold out. If anybody wants to buy my lip gloss line, they go ahead. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm getting ready to add
1: some some. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when and... Kylie sold out, and I have heard some things about her stuff, but I don't know. Uh, I would go with the Lane wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, me too. My quality is very good. I heard it is excellent, too. excellent quality. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, and it's only twenty-two dollars for point nine grams. So, beats the high. by Mac the grandma. <laughs> try,
1: try comparing that to Dior, right? Even there, I know that part. There you go.
2: That's great. <laughs>
1: now all these events, you know, you've traveled a lot. What's your favorite country to go to? Like when when you the were United States,
2: huh? The United
1: States. Now, so what's second? Greece. Greece, really? What'd you
2: like about Greece? Um, the islands, the um, the freedom. I mean, I, I like. I don't like in, I don't like people to be inhibited. I like for people. U.S. people have a tendency to be, we're so self-monitoring, but in Mykonos and other, I guess you could say Mediterranean countries, people have sort of let it all hang out, so to speak. They mind their business. They might. Well, they also mind other people's business, but they they also just, I love the fact that you can go to, I mean, I've been all over. I've been to Asia. I've been everywhere. But I mean, I lived in Italy for a while, um, but you know, that's a Catholic-based nation, so people are a little sort of, reserved um but you go to the beach areas or the the seaside uh people have a tendency there are places you can go and um i don't know it's just i don't like i don't like to to have to live in a nation or anywhere where i have to constantly monitor my behavior you know oh that's not socially acceptable you can't do that i don't like that i think the united states is at a rapid
1: pace turning into communism
2: oh without a doubt rapidly Without a doubt. I mean,
1: I think it's already pretty
2: much... We're handing it over. We're handing it over. Like Ronald Reagan said, you know, if fascism ever comes to the United States, it's going to come in the form of liberalism. It's going to come under the disguise of being liberal. And, you know, I'm as liberal as they come when it comes to personal freedoms, but not when it comes to, you know, children, when it comes to finances, when it comes to... Certain things in the economy, I think we have got to be conservative. We've got to maintain. I like America first. I like a lot of things that say that, you know, take care of your home first. You shouldn't be sending $40 billion over to Ukraine when we've got all this homelessness on the streets of California and Philadelphia and all this war in Chicago because no one really wants to do anything about it. i mean i don't know there's a there's a conspiracy saying <clears throat> that there are certain segments of the of the government who wants these people to kill one another so they're infiltrating, infiltrating their communities with with weapons they're getting them to them maybe who knows well you know there, there was a cop a bunch of cops they they got
1: caught taking um a bunch of uh guns over the mexican border mm-hmm. did you see that
2: they were doing it for years fast and furious
1: yeah but, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were taken right over, no problem. Under, cause, cause
2: under Holder, Eric Holder, uh, his, his scumbag.
1: Scumbag. Yeah. Because, you know, you go over there, you got the cartel,
2: that's a billion-dollar gang, They were basically. arming the cartels, and they, yeah. they said, oh, we had these guns traced, and we were hoping that we could get them, and, and once we caught someone, go back to a pool craft. Nice try.
1: No, what happened is you went over then, and, the, and the cartel said, you know those guns that are 5,000 apiece? We'll give you 20,000 apiece if you get 100 over here. Now, that same cop making, what, 50K a year can make one run and make, what, a million? You know what I mean? So you make two runs a year. Now you're making three million. The wife's happy. The kid's happy. All the fighting at home is gone. It's good.
2: The system is rigged.
1: (laughs) It's rigged. And it's rigged against you and and I.
2: And you know they're letting them get through. Of course they they are. Everybody, listen... The biggest drug dealers in in the world is the CIA, allegedly. You know they are. Of course they are. are. I mean, why do you think the Afghanistan poppy fields were so protected?
1: Of course. Listen, the war on drugs, there's no war on drugs. They want them in here. That's how they make the money. That's why they wouldn't legalize them. Hello. Just look at Portugal. I bring it up. I probably bring this up every 15 podcasts, but look at Portugal. Everything's legal. Everything's legal. And nobody and the crime rate can't have that seventy
2: percent. It's got there's got to be forbidden fruits. There's got to be got to be forbidden fruits.
1: Hey, big Pharma says no. That's right. you got to take our shit because we got
2: thirty drugs to give you, so you, you can't. And that's not the how they were saying. All right, we're gonna legalize, uh, keep marijuana uh, illegal, but we're gonna have a synthetic marijuana. Oh, that we can give a prescription for. Oh, okay. Hello, just never ends. I don't know. It never ends. Big Pharma, evil. Now, you DJ
1: too? You e- never BJ? end. BJ? EJ. <laughs> fuck, now you fucked me up. Now you, now you just fucked me up. <laughs> yeah. Possibly that too?
2: I, I do it all. Sure. Yes. <laughs> I DJ. Yeah, yes, I do DJ. <laughs> I can't um, believe you did. I used to DJ at the Ritz Carlton on um, South Beach. Did you? For a couple of years. What the hell got you into DJ? That one threw me off. I had to read that. You got to diversify. You got to find well, you're ways. Definitely diverse. You gotta, you gotta You've diversi- accomplished that, honey. You got to diversify. Listen, <laughs> I mean, I used to go to places and. I never liked the music. So I thought, Hmm, maybe I can see if they'll let me play my kind of music and see what they think. So I did the grand opening, which was a new year's Eve of all things <laughs> at the Ritz Carlton, at the Ritz Carlton, South beach. And it was such a hit. The Lowensteins who own the building. It was so fucking cool. Talked to the management and said, we got to get Elaine back here next Friday at the rich yet too. Good for you. In the main lobby lounge upstairs. And so I DJ there. Next thing you know, I went from Friday nights every month to Friday and Saturday nights. And I was making big money. I mean, I don't make big money. I mean, I was making good money. I was making all, you know, like $1,200 a night. Sure. Plus I'd get tips. Plus I got hotel benefits. If I wanted to go somewhere, they would give me a, a form and I'd get the hotel. The Anywhere. Employee rate. Any, any Marriott, any Ritz-Carlton, anything. Oh, shit. So, um, you know, I would take off and go do things. And, uh, So if I'm traveling to work in Naples, let's say for example, I'd stay at the Ritz. Where where it was in Orlando, I'd stay at the Ritz. That alone. For $50. that alone, shit, I'll go DJ. And then I'd get a a hotel credit from the client (laughs) for $300 a night, so $250 in my pocket. Hello. Smart,
1: smart, smart move. I'd do it just for the the comp on the hotel, right? Cheers. (laughs) Cheers to you. Congratulations on that one. Thank you. Power move. And then in 2015, I bought crypto. No, you didn't. I did. What are you doing with crypto? Oh, I
2: sold it. Okay, good. I have no mortgage now, but I was very smart. I was going to Mykonos. And it was, I had a layover in, New, in Manhattan in, in New York, and I sat next to a man on the plane, and I'd been reading about Trump, and I had the magazine that had all about Trump in it, and so I thought, oh, this guy... He looks like he's, you know, a liberal. I said, where are you from? He says, I'm from Vermont. I thought, oh, God, he's liberal. So I won't, I won't talk politics with him. <laughs> and so he said, what are you reading? And I showed him the the magazine. He goes, what do you think about him? I said, I like him. He goes, me too. So the next thing you know, we're talking about crypto. I said, I'm learning about cryptocurrencies too. And he said, do you know anything about them? I said, no, not really. He said, well, I mine crypto. I mine crypto. And my advice to you is go to your hotel, open up that laptop, and open yourself a Coinbase account and buy all you can afford because it's the future. I said, okay, let me see. So I can only afford three of them. But I bought three coins at $717 a piece. Wow. And I sold one prematurely because I needed the money. And then I just sold the last two at the peak. Wow, good for, for you. For 64 something a piece, 64,000 a piece. Good for you. And but that from 717 dollars that's a pretty good return on an investment, don't yeah. you think? You're one out of, you know, a yeah. million. Well, I still have I still have a, not a full coin, but I have other coins too. I have, you know, I have a Litecoin and I have uh Ethereum, I have a few other things, but not not in big big amounts. And then um when Sears was going out, I was wanted to buy Sears. And, I, and they took it off the thing. I couldn't buy it. Thankfully, I didn't. But uh, same thing with Kmart. I wanted to buy Kmart. And I couldn't.
1: I mean, Sears I, will not go away. I Do you know? Them. I hope it doesn't go away. You know, um, I love Sears. Neiman Marcus. They were trying to put when I had the engineering firm over here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mall. So yeah, Sears in uh, the Gardens Mall. You know, people that are listening they have no idea, but there's a mall around here. It's kind of more kind of high end, mm-hmm. and they wanted guard. They wanted Sears out because they felt that. It wasn't good enough to be in the mall, that land. type of bullshit. Sure. You know what I mean? They offered them $50 million to leave. And I know because we were going to do the job. $50 million. And they're already bankrupt. That's probably why they didn't leave. Because uh-huh. this was 18, I guess. And they would not leave that mall because they're there until 25. They're still there. Yeah. Uh, Simon uh, owns it. You know, Simon. They own all the big malls. Simon. And my Whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They own all the big shit. So they were offered all that money and they would not leave. <laughs> they're still there today, and not one person walks through the place. Nope. But they, they they do sell a lot of appliances. Yeah, but not, you know what they're paying a month to be in there? No. lot. 270000 a month. They're not making, they they might make,
2: I don't think they're making anything. Well, if they have a physical presence, see, I, I wasn't aware that they still have physical presence. I thought they just reduced themselves to basically small appliance storefronts. Mm but Same as a they still have platform. that, mm-hmm. I would buy some stock in them because they're going to come back. You cannot, There are certain things you cannot, like Sears and Roebuck was a very first department store, I mean, of its kind. And it was a level playing field because when black people could not go to certain stores to buy things, you could go into the Sears and Roebuck catalog, no matter what color you were, and hoarder things and have it delivered to your home. Oh, wow. So there was a huge level playing field. And it's an institution that really was... I mean, that's how the middle classes were. I think came about was because you were able to get a washer and dryer in your house. They could survive sure, at a certainly. different level. I mean, before yeah. you had to wash them, you know, at the lake or the stream or whatever. And then when they didn't have commercial laundromats, yeah, I remember my grandma hanging shit on a rope. Of course, what well, they called clothesline. She'd wash it plan. with a with yeah. a wash tub, washboard, yep. and she'd hang it on the clothesline. Yeah, sure, but. So Sears and Rugby has a rich, rich history in the United States. But, you know, now they're trying to buy it. Somebody's trying to buy it for billions of dollars, JCPenney's. I'm sure. JCPenney's is getting killed. Sears is getting killed. There's a bunch of
1: them getting killed. Kmart's already done for, right? Two left. There's two two left. left. I I know we took out four of them when I had the- uh, But there's also
2: Blockbuster still somewhere. One- Went long long, long, they
3: somewhere. did a Netflix documentary on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wow. Oregon, something. Blockbuster. Oregon Blockbuster. Yeah, that
1: brings back kid memories. Uh, on in know. there pulling the ice oh, sh- thing. Remember, you would want that movie and you would hope to God that card was behind there? But, well, I, would, I would go
2: I would go to the store and I'd say, listen, if they return one, will you put it aside for me? And I knew the people who worked there. They were always so sweet. And so the guy would always like, hey, man, come get it. Come get your movie. Yeah, because I only had like four or five copies. Yeah,
1: and we would race raced to go get it on the weekends. Yeah. You know, that that was when things were just so less stressful. The now, curtain. this social media shit. They had
3: the curtain area where the.
0: the
1: yeah, with the porno. Yeah, stuff. you saw the guy. <laughs> you know, as we were kids, we didn't know what the hell. Oh, they had gone. a dirty section? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Oh, I didn't know In that. the back, black. Me neither.
3: Behind. No, you couldn't do anything about there, but they'd have like all the the porno uh the guys what do you mean those, you couldn't do anything about that
2: what do you know about it? like you oh, couldn't uh, jerk off i mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh you mean there like there weren't yeah. private viewing booths yeah, back yeah. There. Oh, okay they yeah weren't.
1: it wasn't like the, the the busting up booth type yeah. thing yeah <laughs> you know, but still around
2: those
3: things
1: i remember when i was I've young heard. i used to look back and i'd see these guys going back and i'd be like dad what the hell is that oh those are the rated r movies son this is the rated r, right at 12 13 dad, what are they doing uh, you know they they can't get women
0: <laughs>
2: maybe they didn't want maybe they didn't have time for it. Uh, maybe. maybe not. Women are awful a lot of trouble. Yeah. Men are not so much trouble as women are. Oh. Men are like, let's do it. Woman's like, wow well, what you gonna buy me first? <laughs> you about nailed it on the head. I have a girlfriend of mine who I will rename nameless, but I used to, say to her, I said, You will fuck for dinner. I, you know, what's the deal? Well, they're to they're gonna do something. I said, <laughs> But dinner? <laughs> Can't you buy your own dinner? Say, so get a little bit more than dinner out of them.
1: Exactly. You're going too quick. So uh, this, you're giving it up too quick on Just, you know, get dinner and, and get like at least a
2: bracelet out of it. But uh, even then, but don't <laughs> you think it's a form of prostitution? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do too. How is it not? If
1: you're going to if you're gonna have sex with somebody, yeah, for, if they buy me. you dinner, what is the difference? Yeah. That guy just made out is what happened. I said, cash at
2: me. <laughs> Put that money in my account and <laughs> then we'll talk.
0: Yeah.
1: No, that guy made out on that $300 dinner. She undercut. She could probably could have got who for him. Hello. He's like, oh, all it is is dinner? Monday, Wednesdays, meet me at, where do you want to go? Right. Flagler, Ruth Chris, shit. <laughs> Can I get this in contract? There you go. <laughs> one dinner I get late, I want Not the enough. lawyers, bring the lawyers, right? Mm. Now, Versace, tell me about, because I watched that. I watched the one, because there was one that you were a part of, and then they did another one. I they did,
2: yeah. too. in the 98, 98, I did, uh, the mur- the murder of Versace, the Gianni Versace, a murderer, mm-hmm. whatever. I did that movie, and it was Stephen Bauer. You know who Stephen Bauer is? Yes, I do. And um, I played myself, and um, I had a pretty pretty nice little role in it, but it was uh, directed by Menachem Goen, who was an Academy Award winning director from Israel. But it just went straight to video, went straight to Blockbuster. And then later went to Europe, right? It went to Europe. It, it was, they, they debuted it at the Kikan Film Festival. So.
1: Well, got some... So in your opinion, hmm? what do you think happened with Versace? I have no idea. He was murdered. Well, I know
2: that. <laughs> That's right. You, you think there's any? Like, I have like, no idea.
1: You have no idea.
2: I mean, you can, no. I mean, there's all kinds of, you know. Conspiracies. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think maybe, if anything, he had maybe a little tryst with that guy, Andrew Kennan, and maybe... At one time or another, who knows? Maybe not. But um, the guy was obviously a sociopath. I mean, he went around killing these guys in a little pattern, and he went from Chicago to here to there. Um, And so, I guess he just at the time it presented itself, and you know, Versace was just so open about being open you know right. walking from you know the news cafe to his front door unbelievable unbelievable man. and i live right around the corner I mean, that city i've told you i moved here yeah and um so i got a phone call because i didn't have a telephone i had a landline she had a landline i didn't have a cell phone the phone kept ringing non and i thought this is, nobody knows my number here it's not for me so after like 10 minutes of that phone ringing i picked up the phone i go what and it was the girl whose sub- apartment I was subletting. She goes, Is it true? I said, What? Versace's been murdered. She was in California. I said, No, it's not true. It's all over the news. I said, Francis, it's not true. So I pulled on my shorts. I was on 9th and Collins. And of course, the Versace Hot Mansion is on 11th and Ocean. And I walked to the corner of Ocean, one half a block away, and looked to the left or to the north. And there they all were. So of course, it was true. And it's just like, Wow, you know, it's so surreal. When something like that happens, yeah, you know, even
1: you know, even Michael Jackson, I remember that day too. Of you course. know, I remember the TV, and I was like, "What?" You know, because as a kid. I don't remember all the crazy stuff with him. I, I remember him moonwalking oh. and I was trying to moonwalk and my mom would go get me the shoes and, and all that. I don't and I
2: never paid attention to all the bullshit because who care. I mean whatever and who knows. There's conspiracies about that too. They say that they that the people who insured him said he's worth more dead than he is alive. I'm, and they went, Hm. It goes for a lot of people. Hm. Hm. Yeah. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So anyway.
1: And how'd that doctor only get what do you get? A year, I don't two know. years? Any other doctor would have got twenty years. I have no idea. But what are you gonna do? It's like that with everything. You know what I mean? They pick and choose what they want to do.
2: He's not coming back. But his music lives on and you know
1: And he could dance. He could dance. He could definitely dance. I mean
2: you know, the thing is is that look at poor Whitney, you know, Whitney Houston. Oh we could go down the list, but it's just it's just sad I think. But the thing is, people like that they seem not to have people around them who really care for them. Not as a product but as a person.
1: They want yeah people, yeah, 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 and then the people that say no, kind of like we were talking about earlier. You know, they want the yeah people, so they weed out anybody that goes against what they want. They get away, but then they bring in the yeah people, and and a lot of people in general are like that. When if they have a problem, they'll say, "Hey, Lane, uh, do you think what I did was wrong?" And you say, "Yeah, what you did was wrong, Tommy." And then I'll call seventeen different people until I hear that one person say, "No, oh, you were no, you were right, Tommy." And I say. Okay, come hang out with me. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Monster Energy. Tear into a can of the meanest energy drink on the planet, Monster Energy. It's the ideal combo of the right ingredients in the right proportion to deliver a big, bad buzz that only Monster can. Monster packs a powerful punch, has a smooth, easy-drinking flavor. Athletes, musicians, co-eds, road warriors, metalheads, geeks, hipsters, and bikers dig it. You will, too. Monster Energy is more than just the green OG. Monster has Monster Ultra, Juice Monster, Monster Hydro, Rehab Monster, Dragon Tea, Monster Max, Muscle Monster, and many more. Buy on Amazon, buy on Walmart, or go to MonsterEnergy.com and believe me, you'll find a place. Unleash the beast. Monster Energy. And then, now we're hanging out all the time just because he he said what I wanted exactly. to say, you know. And I think that's a lot of times what these these people do. Well,
2: that's the same way with politics. People want to associate with people that have said the same thing that they he- want to hear themselves say. It's called an echo chamber. It's like sitting in a closet and talking to yourself. Yeah. That's all they want. They want to hear, hear the, the, the same thing they want to hear. Only hang out with people who think the way I think. Hogwash. I like to hang out with people who have different ideas and opinions. Well, then you can learn. How do you learn exactly? If you don't? And sort of visions, and you know, share things with one another. That's how you grow and expand as a human being. Absolutely, Rob's going to love this. No. Guess what Elaine was on?
1: She was on hard copy. Do you remember hard copy? Hard copy. Well, I thought he would fall off the chair when I said that. What's
3: you remember a, that? What's hard copy? It's Maybe. Oh boy! Uh
1: oh! It's a
2: porno movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's porn.
3: No. Hard copy? No, it, it, t- t- don't want it. I can't it, believe it, you don't know what that a, is.
2: It's sort of like, it's sort of like a tabloid. No, um, no, it's sort of like a combination of hard news and Entertainment Tonight, combined. It
1: was huge when we were kids. Man. Yeah,
2: I can't look Google hard copy. When you see the logo, you'll know. Yeah. Cause you were on E a bunch, what four times on E? I was on the E. I was, those are all things that were just when I. Those were when I first started out. But that's so, but that's something. That's something to be proud of. Yeah, these yeah. are big
1: steps. Not everybody gets to be on E and hard copy well, and, and it, all these I was cool On games. Entertainment
2: Tonight first. That was a, But I. Oh, yeah. I I co-hosted or I hosted, not co hosted oh. I hosted, uh, Wild on. Yeah, I remember the South lo- Beach lo- the logo, on Entertainment.
3: The logo's is familiar. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Scroll down when you see the guy.
1: There's Trump on there. There's
3: Big That's Daddy. That.
2: Yeah,
1: he was the host. He was the host.
2: Wow.
3: I vaguely remember. It. I not remember it, but
1: so my like uh my uh punchline with mm-hmm. Rob just totally went to shit. What was the punchline? I'm sorry. Well the punchline was Rob, you're gonna really you're gonna this is gonna blow your mind he has no idea what no I'm idea. talking about. I, I would have thought for sure because what? he was in the news and everything. What else. year did it come out? Uh, uh, I don't know. You'd have to Google that.
2: Late eighties, early nineties.
1: So what'd you um initially do on E?
2: Uh, they had a show. Used to have a show called Wild on, Wild on, Mardi Gras. Wild on this, Wild on. That. And they had Wild on South Beach. They contacted me and asked me if oh, I'd like to be the MC for the segment, which was, you know, a very big thing for me. And um, eighty nine, yeah, ten years. 99. And then, what did
1: you do on hard copy?
2: Oh, they were just had profiled me doing something, something silly.
1: Uh, I, that just stuck out with me because I used to oh, always, always watch it. I, I think that was. I, I would I I can't even hear the music in my head. Can you? Uh, current affair, remember Current Affair? Mm-Kern mm-hmm. Affair. With Debra yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Now what about the um documentary Miami Undercover?
2: Miami Undercover, that was um I forgot about that one. You know, I've done so much shit. So much stuff is just kinda like But I remember just, the name. Yeah. Uh I did a thing called um uh was it undercover or, uh, or not was that on A and E? It was after dark. After dark. After yeah. dark on A and E. Yeah. Yeah. I they chose four people. No, no. It was the BBC. Uh, that was um, BBC. Oh, oh, it was My, called, yeah. oh yeah, that was a that was a three hour show. That was a really good show. Um, I was on an airplane coming back from somewhere, and I was in first class because I'd got bumped up, didn't pay for a first class ticket. Good for you. And. Um, so when the, the stewardess, flight attendant, whatever you're supposed to call them these days, was coming through. Gotta be careful. Of, asking what people wanted to drink. Um, this couple in front of me was talking, and they were talking sort of loud, and they were talking to her. And she's like, well, you know, where are y'all going to do when you're in Miami? She says, oh, da, da, da. we are part of a documentary film crew, and we're going to go down, and we're going to talk about this thing called the White Party, which, my I'm the host for White Party. I'm the crown jewel. I'm the queen. And so I'm listening. Hmm. Let them do their spiel. They order what they want to have to eat and to drink, and I order what I want to drink. And then I leaned up between their two chairs, and I tapped the woman. I said, ma'am, can I ask a question? Yes, yeah, sir, sir. So she stands up and comes back, and there's nobody sitting next to me. So I asked her to sit down. I said, I understand that you're going to go to Miami to, do, to cover something about the white party. Well, we don't know anybody yet. We're going to go down and see if we can film it. And I said, well... what so she says, do they have somebody who's coming from London, they were from the UK, um, to, to be a part, or good, not to be a part, but they're going to experience and they're going to film this person and their experience for White Party for the weekend. So long story short, I say, I'm the host for White Party. And the man stands up, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the host. I'm the one. I'm the host, I'm the host. Bitch. I'm the host of <laughs> the rest. And I'm coming, I was performing somewhere. I don't know where I was coming back from. I think I met him in New York. So... Anyway, I tell them, I said, this is who you need to speak with. This is Lark Bennett and Alan Baraby, blah, blah, blah. So I made all the introductions. They, of course, they had to follow me around for everything. So they followed uh, me, the guy from London, a guy named Blue, who was a porn star, uh, somebody else, and all of our four different experiences that were so different, but yet the common theme was white party. And, you know, like some of them, they would not sleep. They were up 24 hours a day partying nonstop. And here I am having things made, sleeping, making sure I get my sleep in so I'd be fresh and looking good. All these things that are, were deemed responsible. <laughs> and then they see me emceeing, they see me performing. So it was really, really good. But it was a three-hour segment, and it came out like three different weeks. So you would get an hour show on this month, or this week and the next week on Monday, the second segment installment, and the third week with the following. So it was great, and I got a copy of all of that in a, in a DVD format. First, they gave it to a VHS. That's how old it was. And then, um, so it was just good. And then I made other connections. So uh, a film crew from Germany called Red wanted to come to Miami. They had seen it. And they asked if they could follow me around. So, you know, you get a little nominal amount of money because the, the, the big prize is you're getting this international notoriety. But then, you know, they still give you a couple of 500 bucks or whatever. And you're going to do the same thing anyway. So why not just let them tag along? So, that was fun. Those international gigs pay. Yeah, they do pay. And then I, I got to do, I was the, the host, I don't know if I, if you saw that in there, for a show called, you know, the magazine The Economist? Mm-mm. You know, have you, you know, The Economist? The Economist is a highbrow. <laughs> it's a thinking man. They refer to me as the thinking man's drag queen. But The Economist is for people who are into What do they call it, a highbrow? That, that means really smart? It means it means, like, you know, people who are in the know. Yeah. Who are educated, who are worldly. Who are Elaine Lancaster? Yeah, they're in the know. I know that. They're in the know. So anyway, um, they're in the, the Economist had a travel show. They had a, a an internet uh, website thing, and they have the thing called, they do travel shows. And I did all about Miami. So they rented me a Bentley, and they spent a weekend with me. I made a lot of money and went all over but then when the election came on they called me up they didn't know my politics and they said we want to know your uh, you know what do you think about Trump winning can you, can you believe that or can you get in drag you know we'll send you this amount of money or whatever if you can do something for us I said sure 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 so one of the film producers or whatever who's sort of weeding me out uh, is asking me my opinion and I said we've already agreed that we're going to do it the amount of money they're going to send me which is not a money 400 bucks but it's still 400 bucks to give my opinion for five minutes <clears throat> and when I found out that I liked him, that I was happy. That I, I don't think you're the right person we want to talk to. I said, "Why?" Okay, Lane. Thanks for your time. Click. <laughs> you want to talk about rigged?
3: Yeah. I, I
1: think all these news stations, including Fox, mm-hmm. are all in cahoots. And and I I s- solidify my opinion. And I'm pretty not open minded on this one. A little bit because always because you have to be to learn. Because even Fox started going away from the war, away from the border, Uh, hunting Hunter's laptop. I mean, that's a whole nother thing. Totally away from it. Depth. Anything else, inflation. Even they went away from it. Yeah. So they all went away from it. Why
2: would they go away from it?
1: Well, it makes Biden look bad. Makes him look horrible. Even the war makes him look horrible.
2: Well, you you don't want your commander in chief to be in a bad light. But sometimes you just can't hide certain things. You know, I'll pay no attention to grandpa in the corner. Well, he's in the room, <laughs> and you know well, what do you mean you don't pay pay attention to him?
1: But I think they go. I think they go to CNN. They go to Fox. They go to all of them, and they say, "Here's this much. Get away from the war. Get away from the border. Get away from ABCDE," right. e, and they're all away from it. You may be right. And actually, CNN is actually putting the war on more than Fox. <laughs> Believe mm-hmm.
2: it or not, you know it's just so well, crazy. You know because they don't want to focus on domestic issues. Because it hurts Biden. I know, but the thing is, why not say, look over here. Don't look over there. So this is what the, look at the shiny thing over here, which is war. War sells. War, you know, but this nation, for all of our positive, wonderful things, we've been at war since the beginning of time, practically.
1: We keep getting in other people's shit. Shit that's been going on
2: forever. But the, it's the military industrial complex. Mm-hmm. What do they want? They want war because war is profitable for Raytheon, mm-hmm. for all these companies that traffic in things that are warheads or things that are, you know, Talk about destructive. greed. Halliburton. Greed. Raytheon. These companies, yeah. Great. But it's it's the American way. It's not the American people's way. It's the government. Now, given what you've been through, how do you feel
1: about Hunter Biden's laptop?
2: Just being brushed under the rug, $6 million, don't know where it's from. Well, the thing is, the reason why it's so important that this laptop is scrutinized, investigated, and revealed is because James Biden and Joe Biden, it's full of all their business transactions, too, and how Hunter Biden was filtering all of his money and paying for his parents you know, expenses like home repairs that were sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars that he didn't want to have to, you know, by didn't want to have to have recognized. Well, who paid for it? Well, Hunter did. Well, how did Hunter pay for it? He paid for it for a gig that I got him that went through his name. you got to have a lot of power to be able to brush that under the rug. I mean,
1: a lot of power. Listen,
2: that is not a, a pennies worth of power compared to what they have they can they can complete murders and people uh, disappearing yeah. seth riches they do disappear yes if you mess with the clintons you might disappear hello yeah yeah so the things <laughs> and the thing is is that what is so frustrating to the american people is like i have an aunt who's so sure so certain that their people were going to pay the price these traitors are going to pay the price i said i don't think so never if not one's paid the price yet not clapper not comey none of these people have paid price for all the crimes that they've committed and the treason and the lies and the intentional under oath lying i don't think that anybody's gonna pay any price. how about comey how do you not charge comey how i mean how look at john brennan comey john all brennan. of them i
1: forgot about him. it oh, i could go on all night long I, I, I don't know which one i would charge first right <laughs> i mean to be like who, who do you go after first firing squad But yet you'll spend three years and a gazillion dollars on Russia when there was nothing on Russia. And I know who Mueller is, and I know what he did to one of my friends. And he planted shit on one of my friends when he was at USAA. He planted shit. I know for a fact he did. A hundred percent. And he got my buddy 20 years for something he didn't do. So believe me, if he could find something that was solid enough to plant on Trump, he would have. Of course he would have. And he spent three years
2: in a gazillion. And they knew there tax- was nothing. They knew there was nothing. They were wanting someone to fabricate something so they could say, well, here's our proof. And they wanted to expand upon it, but they couldn't do it. And they sat there like this, just waiting for something to come while taxpayers are paying for this Look bullshit. what they did to Enron.
1: Yeah. I yeah can't. Enron. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I ran into those guys too. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Crazy situation.
2: So how are we going to end
1: this? So we'll two last things. So what was the bullshit with you and Dennis Rodman? actually they were acting like you guys had an issue, and then one thing after another, when you guys are good friends, well, who's I'm that? talking about the tabloids. The well,
2: tabloids. Uh, yeah. well, I that we had an issue.
1: They had said in in the uh, actually in the the in the magazine with uh, you and LeBron on it. Is it recent? Uh no, oh. no, it, it's older. It was it was saying that despite what the tabloids say, Elaine Lancaster and Dennis Rodman are very close.
2: Yeah, of course. I never knew the tablet said anything otherwise. No. Uh, Dennis and I have been friends, like I said, for a long, long time. Since we nineteen, 19. 17. 17. So Richard, I forget his last name, Richard, he writes page six in the New York Post. <clears throat> and, and so when Dennis was going back to North Korea the second time, I was telling Dennis, do you know what a gulag is? And he said, no. And I explained to him what a gulag was, the best of my ability. And I told him about Kim Jong-un and about how he was, you know, putting people in these secret prisons. And I said, don't let this trip be in vain. And Kenneth Bay, who was the prisoner, who Dennis, I believe, because of Dennis, got him released. Dennis didn't say it to Kim Jong-un himself directly, but he said it to one of his ministers or whatever. What about Kenneth Bay? Can he get him out? And everybody said you should never said that. Two weeks later, the guy's out. I think Dennis Rodman so paved the way for Trump. I said, yeah, of course he did. He, he so I wrote <clears throat> on my Facebook posting and on Twitter what I had said to Dennis before Kenneth Bay was released. So Richard picked that up and he says, is Elaine Lancaster Dennis Rodman's foreign policy advisor? And it made it into so, into uh, Sports Illustrated and several other things. Well, I always speak my mind to whomever. Like if I was had a one-on-one with Trump and he asked me what my thoughts were on certain things and what he should do, I would tell him. I wouldn't say, oh, nothing, Mr. President, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. No. I'd say, do this, do this, pull back on this, accelerate that, you know, quit patting yourself on the back quite so, many, so much. The American people know this and change up your message because your message is always so consistently the same but i know that that's how you get through this is repetition but i just believe that honesty is always going to be at the end of the day the best thing for anybody whether they want to hear it or not and it's just my perspective from one little person no oh, that's right it is. yeah just it's just my perspective i like to hear the truth maybe not at the time but I like to hear it ultimately. And the person who delivered it is the one who I, I can trust most than anything else at the end of the day. I couldn't
1: believe Dennis went over there. He's got balls. Fucking best rebounder I've ever – best defensive player I've
2: ever seen in my life. Yeah. Best rebounder I've ever seen. Bulls would have never won without him. Never. The like, best. Like people always say, Not oh, even close. if it wasn't for, for you know, Michael Jordan – if it wasn't for Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan wouldn't exist. You're right. At the rate he did, at no, the level he did. You're right. Because said, Dennis went, was doing all that dirty work. it would Jordan would have been so the worn out. And Scottie Pippen's, I like him and everything as a person, but he wasn't busting his ass and throwing himself on the floor like Dennis was. Yeah, and
1: if you notice, I I remember back then, Jordan went to Phil Jackson and said, "You better make sure that Rodman's still with us because let him go
2: on vacation, let him go to to Vegas, yeah, let him go." And then they went and got him. They went and got
1: him. (laughs) And Phil let him go for a week. He didn't come back. When I lived, when I I (laughs) and then he got like nine thousand rebounds after being hung over.
2: Um. I was with Dennis before when Phil Jackson would come over and Phil Jackson would lay on the floor next to Dennis's bed and talk to him
1: Phil is a beast he's a Zen master he is the Zen master yeah he was so you met Phil Jackson oh I've met him all oh you got to tell me a little bit about Phil come on I mean I don't him. really know that much to truth's just of me. like
2: what he's like I always excuse myself because it was business yeah I always like you know I'd pull out and say you know could... but he was just always he was he wasn't there for sh- social time. He wasn't there, hey, man, how are you doing? He didn't even, you know, he would not even really acknowledge you. He was there to see Dennis, and you knew, walk away. It was business. Best coach ever, too. Yeah. And so you just were, you were respectful because you knew. And I wasn't even that that knowledgeable about basketball, but I knew Dennis was really good at what he did. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and, he, and he had the best coach with him, too. Yeah.
2: yeah. And his birthday party is this Friday night. So and then How did, old? Sixty. 60. is he
1: really Man, i, I he Holy seems like he's 45 shit. guy hasn't aged a year and no, since I he played
2: 60 years old
1: he's 60
2: mm-hmm.
1: he has oh. an age since he played he looks the same as when he played he's yeah he,
2: listen oh. 60 wow. today 60 is like yesterday's 40. wow
1: he has an age a fucking wrinkle that's
2: yeah. blowing my mind yeah good for him no he has wrinkles Wow, <laughs> he, he <Okay>. wears glasses <laughs> um he needs some Botox, uh, but okay. To me, he looks fucking like yeah, the same he did. But um, no, this is still in good shape, and he's you know. I just wish he would cut back on his drinking a little bit. What are you gonna do? Nothing you can do. Mm. So, one day,
1: you want your. You want the Elaine Lancaster to go off into the the wilderness and well, one day I, I will. I, one day and the, I will be the broke back from the broke back. Maybe.
2: Break. I mean, I've always said that you know I'd like to have a farm somewhere, maybe somewhere in the mountains. Um, but I think I think where my Elaine Lancaster character is going to have longevity is exactly what you're seeing here, behind a microphone, in a studio, or in front of a camera, under a computer. Um, it's not going to be nightclubs anymore. It's going to be just, you know, spewing my platitudes and my pontificating on what the future holds for for, for me. And it's just, you know, I have a, a unique position, but I also think it's pretty commonplace. I think that my values runs parallel to every other Americans. Everyone wants their children to be happy and healthy. I want my family loved ones to be happy and healthy. Um, I want them to have access to a good education. I want everyone to have access to a good education. And so I think that the values are sort of, you know, universal as far as in the American ideal. Um, And that's something that, you know, the, the pharmaceutical companies, the school boards, they've got the nation by the balls. And these are things that have got to really be broken up they've got a big text that'll be broken up or else the same old messages are going to be suppressed no matter what Elon Musk does. Um, look what's happening with Disney right now. You know, they're breaking Disney down because Disney stuck their nose and where didn't, you don't, it's like you can't preach from the pulpit politics or they're going to take away your your five oh one C three or four, whatever the They the, are the
1: dumbest company in the planet. They had it by dumb. the balls.
2: Yeah. And now they're got they're by the balls. Yeah.
1: yeah, now now they got them by the balls. They had all that shit for free, grants out the ass and they had their own
2: a, police force. They had their own government. They blew it. They blew it over political BS. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Well, you know, go or whatever you want to call go it. Go woke go broke, as they say. Yeah.
1: Good. Go broke. Somebody will replace you. There's a lot of people with a lot of money. So last thing, what's in the future? What's coming from Elaine Langster? We have the Mako line coming out. And, I'm going to uh, leave
2: here and go get something to eat. I'm starving. You're starving. <laughs>
1: that, that, okay, that's in the future. <laughs> in
2: the future. <laughs> All right. The immediate future, I'm starving. Uh, What am I going to do? I mean, I've got, I'm going to, I'm doing Dennis's birthday party. His kids, some of his kids are coming in. It's going to be, it's a big birthday. It's a milestone birthday. And, um, I know happy birthday for me Tom, I'm a huge fan and he does not look 60. I I shall do so. Uh, I know his, I know some of his kids, one of his kids, Chance, I used to hold in my arms when he was a little infant. So cool. Because he was dating Carmen at the time Mm. and Carmen didn't have any material instincts, no maternal instincts, not material, maternal instincts. And so I, being the little, you know, auntie or gay boy or whatever. I took the child and I fed him breakfast and we went to the same restaurant every single morning. Cappy's in Newport. And so I would um, take care of the the child and now he's grown and he's a young man. So hopefully he'll come. I get to say, I should change your diapers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right i know you're hungry i don't want to starve you to death
1: yeah, it's too late you already did oh. all right starved you to death all
2: right, right. right. now it's right. been a pleasure i've really enjoyed myself thank great. you it, so it was much so great to me. get to
1: know you. you're awesome you're really you really are awesome. too and i really appreciate it you can, you
2: can really make a big change on a lot of people you can well thank you you should do a podcast i should i know I, i'd like to um i just have a tendency to have to tell myself it's it's a conversation, not a monologue. So shut up and let someone else talk. Ah, be you, babe, <laughs> being you. Well, thank you, Tommy. Thank you very much. My pleasure. I really appreciate. Yes, it. Yes, sir. Thank you, babe.
1: Beep, beep, beep.
3: Just right. do me one favor. Look into, it. will move that mic. Look into that camera right there, just for the thumbnail. It that we will do up. for uh, YouTube. Okay. I'll give you a countdown: five, four, three, two, Jeez. one. Good.
2: Okay, dokey I hope we got something good. We got it good.